Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Mike Heller Show. Brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Made pure. Everyone loves White Claws. Call or text the show at 1-877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Heller Sports. Alongside John Adias, here's Mike Heller. You know, there is a phrase in the National Football League that says on any given Sunday, it has been used. In fact, I'm really curious as to when it began and who maybe coined that phrase. But seldom has that phrase been more true than for a Packers fan than it was yesterday. And it happens all the time in this league. There is a reason they coined the phrase in the first place. Because this isn't college football where it can't happen on any given Saturday. I mean, it does occasionally, but more often than not, you have to play. You really have to mess things up badly in order for it to happen in a college football setting. Take Wisconsin, Illinois a year ago, and then what they did to Illinois two weeks ago when they played. I mean, that's the normal, and then there is a, well, that is an aberration. Not in the National Football League. In the National Football League, and people don't want to hear this, but what happened yesterday at Lambeau Field in Green Bay is par for the course in the National Football League. It is any given Sunday, a 1-5 can beat a 5-1. and one. It just is the way it is. And you could see yesterday there, there were anomalies in that game. There were the four possessions in the first half. Four possessions in the first half. That was significant. And it actually, those conditions and those anomalies – which were created by the teams, not specifically by the weather, but the weather was part of it, Uh, that helped the Minnesota Vikings. A lower possession game benefits the team that's just not as good. And and let's, let's cut to the chase on the Green Bay Packers. I tweeted this out this morning, and I asked you guys, the the listeners, or in this case, uh, those on Twitter, to tell me I'm wrong. This is what I tweeted uh, earlier this morning. I said, what I think I know about the Packers after seven games. Their offense is very good, maybe great. The defense is less than average, maybe bad. Special teams is average. So I surmise that Green Bay is a good team that is closer to being average than they are closer to being great. Tell me I'm wrong. Now, I've had the Packers a few weeks ago before they lost to Tampa. I had them rated number one in our Tuesday power rankings that that I put together each week. And I don't think I was wrong at the time, but we can only go on what we see. Right? So we can always project. Right now, I would have Kansas City number one. 
But I'm only going to base it off of what I've seen. And right now, when the power rankings come out again tomorrow, Pittsburgh's going to stay number one. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the NFL's best team. Not because I think right now that the Steelers will win the Super Bowl. And when I rated Green Bay number one, it wasn't because I thought they would win the Super Bowl. I thought at the time, now this team, depending on what we see from here on out, might indeed be at the moment the best team in the NFC. But if I were rating putting power ratings rankings together each week and just did it on who I think is the best, Kansas City and Baltimore would have been 1 or 1A all season. Now, Baltimore would drop this week, and Pittsburgh might be number 2, but I'd have Kansas City number 1. But I have to base it on what we've seen. So when I had the Packers ranked number 1, they had earned it. Since then, they've lost 2 of 3. And in 2 of those, they just don't look very good. And I'm not wrong, I don't think I am, about Green Bay's defense. It's less than average. Maybe closer to bad than average. And that makes Green Bay, because I think they're really good on offense, it makes the Packers an average team. It makes them, sorry, a good team, but closer to average than they are to being great. It's It's all about levels, and Green Bay right now is not playing at a great level. Now, I would add this. This is not – I don't live in the knee-jerk reaction world that many of you do. Uh, In fact, I won't even say many. That some of you do. I don't know what the percentage, if it's many or just a few. Maybe it's just the loud few that live in that world. Um, But uh, Sports Talk Rhino uh, had a tweet out yesterday that uh, I'm searching for while I'm uh, vamping here. By the way, is John Audius now in studio? Hey, fellas. What's up? Hey, John. We were totally wrong about that game. Well, and but I mean that's that's what the NFL is. We did There's... cover our bases by saying any given Sunday, right? But any given Sunday is not just it's not just um how many words is any given Sunday? It's not just three words strung together. There's meaning attached to that. It's real. Somebody coined that phrase because that's what the NFL does. It doesn't happen very often um, on any given Saturday. No, you know when Alabama plays Arkansas. It's not really an any given Saturday, you know. Five and zero against one and four. Arkansas is not going to beat Alabama. You know, Mike. But you did. We did have to. Like you were struggling to find a way the Vikings win, and we said, "Well, you know, any given Sunday, but but that's not going to happen here." Way off. Wait, way wait a second. Off. Who said? But that's not going to happen here. I think we both did by picking uh, the Packers. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't going to pick differently. Exactly. That's why we were if, if, way off. No, but okay, but are you trying um, to say you were right on with your pick? That no, Vikings... no, John, no, John. But we weren't way off. I mean, there's there's no we promises. Huh? What do you mean we were? We were way off. We had three reasons why the Packers would win, and like a quarter of a reason, a third of a reason, a half of a reason why the Vikings possibly could win. Right, but the biggest reason of those is on any given Sunday, which people don't want to hear, so they don't want to hear it. And that's okay, but that's the here. Here's what I would do, John. If um, if we're the NBA playing in the NFL and the Packers and Vikings meet in a seven game series, Green Bay is going to win five out of the seven. 
I think not, they'd take the next four. Yeah, not four out of seven, five out of seven. No, well, in, in this fact, series, they've won three of the last four. In this right? series, if this was a seven-game series, in this yeah. series, this year with these teams, they right. would rattle off the next four. It can't be yeah. like the Bucks losing to the Magic. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of that's kind of the point I'm getting at. Were were we off like wrong in the prediction of the game? Yep, that's why Vegas makes a lot of money. <laughs> you know, they, I I have no, there was no way to believe. By what you brought to the table, by the resumes presented by both teams going into Sunday, there was no way to see that Minnesota was going to come in and win, except the any given Sunday deal. Right. Right. right? And that's just. Dumb. And then and then we learned more about the Packers too going into the weekend. We knew that Aaron Jones likely wouldn't play, but David Bakhtiari didn't appear to be. I mean, he was going and appeared to be good to go, and then he wasn't. Well, I can and, only speak for myself. I thought this was going to be a whooping. I thought this was going to be uh, a whooping. And the like I said, well, like I said, the only thing that the Vikings had going is, well, you never know any given Sunday, right? Ha ha ha! But that's not going to happen here. I did not foresee that. And you know what's scary? If you're a Packer fan, is the other team's running back. Now I know Dalvin Cook's in another level, but was Mostert in another level last year? Yeah, you know, he wasn't. He was just a guy that no, had like when, a career we, day. We we when you cut to the chase on this deal, the the Green Bay defensive issues are significant, and and I want to get into that as it relates to our Twitter poll question for the day, um, and, and we're going to visit with Bill Huber who will join us in our second segment. But I said approaching the halfway point of the season, which will be Thursday night in San Francisco. Right now the Packers are five and two. Now I'm going to uh, elaborate here. That's a pretty good number, right? If you're five and two, seven games in, you're a good team. But I ask, what's the greatest concern? And I ask the question with an agenda. Is it lack of receiving weapons? Everybody's talking about, why don't they go get Will Fuller? Why don't they go get Amari Cooper? Why don't they go get Randall Cobb? Why why didn't they draft a wide receiver? But I ask the question, what's your greatest concern? Lack of receiving weapons? Right now, John, 550 voters, only 5.5% say lack of receiving weapons. Now, Choice number two, lack of defensive playmakers, 63%. Defensive coordinator, 31%. I I will tell you, I will openly admit this right here, right now. John, are you recording the show? Uh, hold on. Now we're doing it. Yep. Okay. Three, two, one. I am not smart enough to tell you that their issues are about Mike Pettin or if their issues are about the personnel. Is it the X's and O's? Is it the Jill's and Joe's? I am not smart enough to tell you what Mike Pettin is doing and not doing that makes his defense good, great, average, or bad. Not smart enough. I don't know enough about football and schemes and what they are trying to do to tell you that his philosophy is flawed. Mike Pettin has had great success as a defensive coordinator. By the way, the previous fire Dom Capers uh, rationale, Dom Capers had had great success as a defensive coordinator. So part of me thinks we're all going to talk about the guy. You know, you know the guy I want to talk about is Matt LaFleur. The head coach is the guy. Now, defensive coordinators need to have players – here, here's the thing I would bring to the table. We'll visit with this on Bill Huber. John, here is the Packers' draft choices defensively 
since 2017. Now, the re- I started with 2017 for a reason. You know what that reason was? What was that reason? Packers traded pick number 29 to Cleveland for picks number 33 and 108, and they selected Josh Jackson. Oh, I know why. And left T.J. Watt on the board. And T.J. Watt is a monster. Wait, wasn't that the Kevin King over T.J. Watt, rather? Uh, oh, did I? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I wrote down, why did I write Josh Jackson? It is Kevin King. They took Josh Jones in round two. So Kevin King was that uh, was that selection, and it's and it's by comparison, failed miserably. So in that draft, they took Kevin King, Josh Jones, Montrevious Adams, and the other selection, Kevin King and Vince Beagle, is pick number 108. That's the other pick that you slid to take Kevin King, and then you got Vince Beagle. You got a two-for-one. How's that working out? Mm. So let's begin there. And Josh Jones is out of the league, and Montrevious Adams, um, he's just not ever stacked up. In 2018, in round one, the Packers take Jair Alexander. He's pretty good. Josh Jackson in the second round, he's not been pretty good. Orrin Burks in the third round, he has potential. Potential when you're in your third year is not good enough. 2019, they take Rashawn Gary with the 12th overall selection of the draft. How we doing there? Mm. And then He's also in round one. one, Darnell Savage. So I'm not – the jury is – well, the jury's deliberating on both, as they should, but the early indications that the jury deliberation on Rashawn Gary is, is he is not impactful. And this year, the only defensive player they took this year was Kamal Martin. And they like him, but he's not good enough. They like him. It took him in the fifth round. I'm telling you, you look back at what they have done, and, John, I've got a name for you, and this is the last time the Packers were really good defensively. Do you remember a a guy by the name of Clay Matthews? I do. They haven't had a guy like him since him. T.J. Watt would have been that guy. Mm -hmm. They don't have a guy like him since him. When's the last time they won a Super Bowl when they had a guy like him? It was him, Clay Matthews. But they had back-end guys, too. They also had Charles Woodson. But they don't have a Clay Matthews. And they had a chance to go and get them one in 2017, and instead they took Kevin King and Vince Beagle. You live to reap what you sow from draft day mistakes. They're not a mistake in real time, although a lot of us felt that one was. But look at how that has played itself out. All right, I heard uh, I heard something. What was going on there? It was the Stone Innovations Talk and Text Line at 877-729-1070. Uh, unnamed in the 608 says this, Michael. At this point, unless Green Bay can stop the run, the Vikings could make it interesting in a seven-game series. And stop being a Green Bay apologist. The defense can't stop the run, and it's not getting any better. What was the apologist part? You're being a Green Bay apologist, I, in, I guess. In, in, explain that. I, I, I didn't, mean, I didn't send the text. I don't know. Okay. So the, who was that again? That was unnamed in the 608. Unnamed? Tell me, uh, how am I being an apologist? I said that the defense was bad, clo- you know, average to bad, closer to bad than it was to average. What is the apology here? How am I a, an apologist to Green Bay that I think they would beat Minnesota five out of seven times? Well, I think they would. The Vikings, here's the reason Minnesota wins yesterday. We're going to visit with Bill Huber next. 
They win because Kirk Cousins didn't have to show up. You know what Kirk Cousins does really well? He is almost flawless at handing off the football. Like his ball handling skills from snap to putting it in the hands of Dalvin Cook, I mean, I can find little fault. Cousins had to throw the ball 14 times yesterday. He was only sacked once when they had an a, a offensive line mistake that left Dean Lowry come unblocked to the quarterback. That's the only sack. They only threw it 14 times, say, but Green Bay never went after him well, with any success. And, and it's it's disappointing from the Packers' perspective, and once again, Bill Huber's coming up in five minutes. But Mike, <laughs> if, if you could make Kirk Cousins throw on a windy day, yeah. can you imagine how awesome that would be? Well, like you can and, stop the run like, okay, Kirk Cousins, throw the ball. And then he's like, well, it's windy outside. I'm not going to be that right. accurate. And I thought the, the great thing is uh, Matt LaFleur directly addressed that in postgame. We knew what they were going to do. They didn't do anything different. And if we don't stop it, we're in trouble, especially with the team we're going to play again on Thursday night. They knew what they had to do. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. And couldn't do it. All right, Bill Huber will lend his insight to the Packers' loss that drops them to 5-2. and two. Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated is our guest when we come back. This is the Mike Heller Show presented by White Claw Hearts Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, back with you on this Monday afternoon, working on uh, tracking down Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated. Uh, there is breaking news, though, as far as the Packers 49ers game, which is scheduled to be played Thursday night in Santa Clara. Okay? Breaking news on that front. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to play in that game on Thursday. Nick Mullins threw it 25 times yesterday for San Francisco in a 37-27 loss against Seattle uh, after Garoppolo was injured. Uh, Mullins was 18-25, 238 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and a 128.4 passer rating. He's going to be the guy tomorrow. But he's also not going to – or Thursday, rather. If they play tomorrow, that would be interesting. Uh, if On Thursday, he's also not going to throw to George Kittle. George Kittle has an injury, and he is out. So the 49ers don't have Jimmy Garoppolo, Rasheed Mostert, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa, D. Ford, or Richard Sherman. Uh, <laughs> and we're, you know what? Can I, can I erase the circle I put around this game? Why? Seriously. Well, 
You just sure. named like all the key members of last year's team, and I know Garoppolo's up and down, but yeah, like, well, I, I, can right. we even look at this game the same now? I, well, if only we had a Packers look at, insider to talk to. Well, I wonder if we do. Um, his name would be Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated, joining us on the program. Hello, Bill. How are you? I'm busy. How about you guys? Well, there's all that breaking news that has sort of just happened with uh, no Jimmy G, no George Kittle. Um, so the Packers are going to get a 49ers team that um, actually, you know, they Nick Mullins is pretty good on in relief yesterday, but it's going to be a different matchup if, if indeed they play. And the Packers have their own news today with uh, with AJ Dillon. So holy, God, where do we where do we begin? Without even talking about yesterday, where do we begin? Oh well, yeah, I guess you start with the Packers. I mean, it is it is the home team, but it, they are, you know, Fleur spoke optimistically that they're going to play on Thursday. You know, well, what else is he going to say, right? You know, he's yeah, not going to, right? He's not he's not going to say anything else. And but it, it is, as all this stuff is, it is out of it's out of everyone's hands. You know, all you can right. do is, I mean, he always talks about doing your one eleventh as far as the players go, but um, this is your one one hundredth or you know whatever it is if you include players and coaches and staff. You know, you do your one and two hundred. That's all you can do. You yeah. you can't. You're not God. You're not a dictator. All you can do is control yourself. And and you know, I have no idea what AJ. I mean, every, I think everybody knows COVID. I mean, AJ Dillon could have been doing everything right and still gotten it. So there's there's so much out of his hands, and all he can, all Lafleur can do is plan as if they're playing a game on Thursday. If they don't, they don't. Can I can I get a clarification, Bill? I, I think you probably know this. Certainly, I don't. That's why I'm asking. Uh, if AJ Dillon tested, when did they get the positive test? Did they not get it before kickoff yesterday, or how does that p- part of it play? Correct. Um, so these point of um, these POC tests. I, it's some scientist term, which I'm not going to try to do. But it's they're done the morning of the game. But teams don't get them back until maybe Sunday night. Lafleur said he learned Monday at well, six o'clock in the morning, Monday or so. You know, these um, there's there's no super duper quick turnaround um, on these. So um, you know, you know, it's the same thing with Baltimore's Marlon Humphrey right. too. He played an entire game on Sunday only to find out this morning that he had had failed. So again, there's just everybody knew this was going to happen. I mean, yeah. Goodell flat out said that this is this is going to happen, and the best thing they can do is what they're doing now is let's keep everybody just in the meetings. So when when if someone does get it, that you're not infecting everybody else. So the the hope is everyone's been doing the right thing, and having you know however many running backs there are on the roster and running backs coach Ben Sermons and, and the, you know the, the the goal is to keep everyone separate enough. So if one person gets it, then not everybody gets it. So that's obviously the million dollar question now is um, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Ben Sermons, you know the whole right. the whole running back group are are they all safe? Lafleur spoke confidently, but when I asked them about it earlier, but again, I mean, you don't, you, you won't know until you, until you get to probably two or three days with a negative here. And by two or three days, now you're talking, you're on a Wednesday already. Bill, let me take you into uh, kind of a view of what the first seven games have been. This is about the Packers defense. These are numbers I'm certain that you're aware of, but the Packers defense has forced four turnovers, two interceptions, two fumbles um, so far. The four forced turnovers is the second lowest number in the NFL. 26.5 points per game allowed is 19th in the NFL. There are no answers other than getting healthier. Is the defense repairable? Can they put a Band-Aid uh, with, with how they play enough to make it possible that they are a significant contender as we roll forward? 
I would say, I mean, they, they, that they're this bad is, is mind-boggling. I mean, I just hit publish on a story before LaFleur started. They were ninth in the league in scoring last year. Does anybody know that? They yeah. were ninth in the NFL, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hear about anybody else's numbers. The only thing that matters is how many points are you giving up. The rest of it's all, I mean, it matters to some extent, but the end of the day, the scoreboard is what matters. They were ninth in the league. It's mostly the same groups, so and there's really no reason why they can't get better, right? I mean, right. Um, I'm, and I need to ask. I, I don't know if we'll get to talk to the, the coaches this week. Cause it is a short week. What I want to ask Patton is, why don't you just sell out to stop the run? Because you've got Jair Alexander, you've got Kevin King, you've got pass rushers. Doesn't it work to your advantage if you tell their team, we're not going to let you run the ball? The hell with playing balanced defense. We're just going to not let you run the ball, and we're going to take our chances with my corners and pass rushers against um, your receivers. That's Maybe that's the solution. I don't know. Um, LaFleur is really aggravated on Sunday. You could hear it yesterday in his postgame yeah. reactions. You could hear it. Uh, and you know, then you wonder – even when they do crowd the box, as they were late in the game, they did get a stop to get the ball back. But even in the second half, when they were, they were still getting beat, right? They, they, well, the last three drafts, they gave two first downs. Yeah. That's, that's winning football if you can do that sure. five or six times even, you know? But unfortunately for them, it took them into the fourth quarter for it to happen. But um, they, they can do it. I, I don't, and I, people are wondering if it's scheme or personnel. I mean, I'm sure it's some of the both. But part of me wonders too. It, it, it just is there enough backbone in this group? You know, the Smiths yeah, paid they... a lot of money to go rush the quarterback. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I just wonder if there's not the the mentality is just not there among those guys. And, and then you compound that with your maybe fourth round pick if it's tackle and Lowry, and you got an undrafted guy in Lancaster, and you're you're running your inside line wishing and hoping on Kirksey and, and Martin and these guys. So they're not good enough in the middle. And you, and the guys who you're paying a lot of money to, do, do they really want to go play run defense? Right. Yeah, the, the, those questions are they're all out there. I, I was trying to reconstruct how this defense has been built going back to 2017 when they passed on T.J. Watt and took Kevin King and Vince Beagle on the second pick they got. Um, and Josh Jones in the second round that year, he's out of the league. Montrevious Adams just hadn't been good enough. In 2018, you get Jair Alexander. That's good. But you, then you got Josh Jackson, who hasn't been good, and Oren Burks, who they keep thinking might be good, but he hasn't been. And in 2019, you get Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage. And I don't want to sell out on Rashawn Gary, but he was the 12th overall pick. And he's not impacted the game enough to warrant that number. And this year, the only defensive guy they took is Kamal Martin. So if I look back now now on four drafts, there's not enough influencers there, even though they've drafted 10 or 12 guys. It's unbelievable. The, the, last, the, the five drafts, and I, and I wrote this half hour ago, from 2015 to 2019, it's five drafts, 15 draft picks in the first three rounds, 13 on defense. Yeah. So, you, so you've invested, and then you've spent all the money on, on the Smiths and Amos they have the – and I just wrote this, how am I forgetting? I think it is the fourth most expensive defense in football. It's either the third or the fourth most expensive defense. Whew. It's the third. And Denver is the most expensive, and they stink too. But, I mean, they got Von Miller and IR, so that's, that's – at least they have an excuse. Sure. I mean, these guys, they, they have paid a king's ransom as far as cash and draft capital to be sitting there with on pace they have the third most points against in franchise history. Uh, I also uh, I sent this out earlier, and I want to I want to get your reaction to this, and if you would agree or disagree, I said what I think I know about the Packers after seven games is that this offense is very good, maybe even great. 
that the defense is less than average, maybe even bad, and special teams is average. So Green Bay, in my mind, is a good team that's closer to being average than they are to being great. Am yeah, I wrong? That seems right. No, yeah. absolutely. And I think that shows when it shows the Tampa Bay game, right? To go back a few weeks, um, these are NFC heavyweights, and you got pummeled. And it goes yeah. back to last year when you faced the 49ers twice, and you got pummeled in both of those games. It is a it is a good team um, that, that apparently is pretty well coached with the floor, um, getting what he can out of that offense. But when it comes down to playing the, the really good teams, I mean, look, yesterday, you know, I almost took the Vikings and I chickened out. It's it's the Elvin Cook <laughs> yeah. against Aaron, it's the Elvin Cook against Aaron Jones on a bad weather day. Why didn't I? Why didn't I have the? I talk about the backbone of the defense. Why didn't I have the backbone to fit the Vikings? It was right. Cook it on a, on a bad weather day. I should have taken the team that can run the ball and play run defense. Well, I guess we and, but but really sure. And then, but to that point, and the question you want to ask is that if if I mean everybody kind of has that concept. You had the concept. If you're the Packers and Mike Patton and, and even the head coach, you say, I, I don't care. Let's just go single man in the secondary and go make Kirk Cousins beat you. Yep. Um, I will say they played more base defense than they have probably in two years yesterday. I mean, they, they played their 3-4 quite a bit. Um, but, I mean, it's, they got – again, it's, it's – you, you got you to yeah. be able to show some strength up front. And, you look, look they come out of halftime – presumably making all these adjustments to stop the run and, and Cook and instead Preston Smith gets blocked out and Montrevis Adams gets blocked in and Cook at 37. Well, hello. <laughs> so yeah. much for that. Well, um, and then, uh, Bill, the final thought, uh, and we kept you a little longer than, than uh, normal, but the final thought here would be this. Tomorrow is the trade deadline. We had this conversation last week, and you said money just doesn't allow them to make a splash here. Can't go do it. Has that changed? Any Any change in that? Did yesterday necessitate? Something? What's your view? Um, you know, it, again, the money's tough. To me, there are a lot more receivers available than defensive guys. I'd go get a receiver. You know, Will Fuller was reported by The Athletic was in a, in a good scoop there. Will Fuller's on an expiring contract. So what if you could extend him and therefore make that make it work financially for the first couple of years and then pay for it down the road? Look, I don't think one person can fix this defense. So you might as well go out and score, people. So that means if I can get another receiver to help me score 30 consistently, um, maybe your run defense isn't so bad anymore because the other teams just can't run it. So I would go get a receiver if I could and try to outscore people. All right. Can they win on Thursday? Yeah. Look at that. And that's what you just pulled me about. That's yeah, a lot right. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, Bill, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, I know you're busy and, and always look forward to it. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Take care. Bill Huber, Sports Illustrated, joins us Mondays on the program as our Packers insider. Now, how about that? If you, hey, if you can't stop him, then go get another guy and just continue to outscore him. I, I really like that idea at the end. Honestly, I know what the right thing to probably do is if in a perfect world, but you know what? Screw it. Let's just outscore him. I think yeah. I think that's kind of fun. All right. Um, so there was that uh, – there were a couple of tweets yesterday. Now, I don't want – I don't want to just sell out Rhino on the show, but when I have the chance, I don't mind it. Uh, so Sports Talk Rhino tweeted in yesterday. He's got another one. I will share those with you and tell you, how can how can he be so off? Because he's a fan. I mean, that's the answer. I'll explain what I'm talking about when we come back. This is the Mike Heller Show presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeartRadio app. 
We continue on on this Monday afternoon. You know I love Mondays, uh, even even in a loss, even though Green Bay played as they did yesterday and got beat by John's Vikings, and I do owe him uh, – I do. I will get you your pizza. And, and when I get you that pizza, I want you to acknowledge that I got you the pizza, not like the pizzas that you've owed me and haven't sent to me and then make up stuff on the air and, and lie to our listeners that you got me pizza when it never happened. Okay, so when I get you this pizza – which will probably be tomorrow, um, I want acknowledgement on the broadcast live entity of the program that you received said pizza. Okay? Well, yeah, John can't yeah hear me. sure. Whatever. Yeah, no, that's fine. Huh? Yeah, Good. Because, yeah. I mean, you li- you've lied in the I mean, past when sure. you told people that you got me pizza on days that I was on vacation or whatever. I mean, listen – I've got a lot of good pizzas for you in the past. We've done right. a lot of things. A lot of Which people said a, they've been the best pizzas you've ever lies. gotten before. It's a bunch of lies. No. Uh, listen, on the eve of an election, what should we expect? We should expect more <laughs> half-truths than no truths, right? I was um, happy to do it, too. I mean, I got yeah, the pizzas. I was happy right. to do it. Yeah. They yeah. say they've never seen pizzas like that delivered yep, before. That's right. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so this in for Thursday night's Packers ah, game yeah. at San Francisco. Are you go. ready for this? Let's do it. The 49ers will be without Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to be out six to eight weeks, maybe longer with surgery. So without Jimmy Garoppolo, without Rasheem Mostert, without George Kittle, without Debo Samuel, without Nick Bosa, without D. Ford, or Richard Sherman. What? <laughs> I mean, that's not even the same team. That's that's a different team. Now, all those guys. Now, I'm going to... I'll include a Garoppolo stat, even though I don't think he's that much of an okay, impact player. Okay, so give player. me give me a Garoppolo. He's not going to play. All right, in the first game, Niners and Packers last year, Garoppolo, 145 rating, two touchdowns, zero picks. Dang. Right? All right. Uh, give me a Rasheem Mostert number. So Mostert, did you want to do it in your order? No, 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 no. This is great. Okay. Mostert in the first game, six carries for 45 yards and a score. Yeah, he's all right. In the second game, 29 carries for 220 yards and four touchdowns. That's How much? A, what? Uh, uh, 220 and four touchdowns in the second game. Between Dude, the two games. Like Dalvin Cook? Yeah, I mean, he was number. consistently seven and a half yards per carry against the Packers in two games. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow. Okay, um, what else you got? What, what if I went to George Kittle? George Kittle in that first game. Six catches, 129 with a touchdown along a 61. Dang. That's a wow. pretty good impact player. What else yeah. you got? Um, how about Debo Samuel? Did he do anything? Uh, he had two catches in that first game and scored a touchdown on one of those. Huh. Did Nick Bosa defensively have any success? Nick Bosa in the two games combined against the Packers had a total of two sacks. All right. There anything else you want me to do here? Richard Sherman in the second game against the Packers, that'd be the playoff game, had an interception. All right. So we're we're really moving right along there, aren't we? Every none of those guys player. will play. None Every, of those guys will play Thursday. I know. Every one of those players, like we talked about, I remember talking about Kittle and Garoppolo after the first game. We were talking about Bosa and everything. Obviously, the the big conversation after the second game was the rushing attack of of the 49ers, and we talked about Mostert the entire time. Like yeah. every one of those players, 
have had big impacts. I don't even think this is a game you should circle anymore. In the fact that well, like it's not a test like it used to be. Well, I think they're all tests. Right, right now. but, but, not, yeah, I, but I, not the level of yeah, tests right, you thought correct. you were yep. going to take. I thought San Francisco was emerging to be uh, a real deep threat in the NFC. And I think that the deepest threat in the NFC, and I hate to say this, is the team that, that throttled the Packers um, two, two and a half weeks ago. Why do you and hate to say that's it? That's Tampa. Because I don't like Tampa. I, I'm not a I, – I, I told you I didn't think that they would win a playoff game. <clears throat> oh, And so, I, I don't <laughs> like that I'm going to be – that it looks like I'm – way off on that okay that's fair enough all right so what, i hate what, to admit it and i don't like to, I, I like tom brady but i don't like tom brady i mean i think he's a good person but i i i'm tired of his success and i you know here's what we here's what we do in the in the nba well we don't do it but the media does the the national media they those who don't like lebron take after lebron for you know, going to be with Anthony Davis and, and you know, joining forces. They took after Kevin uh, Durant for joining Golden State. Will anybody take after Tom Brady for the the core players that have surrounded him in Tampa? No, and here's why. Because he's at the end of his career and his team didn't want him. Oh, I think okay. that might be All the right. main difference, but I understand what you're saying. All yes. Right. Anyway, I, I don't. I, I, that's a whole separate rabbit hole. I want to let me get to the Rhino stuff from yesterday. Okay, so sports talk Rhino. Um, so and he just he's he's preemptively striking today. He just tweeted this. No, I'm a known pessimist and overreact to quite a bit. He's uh, that he's quite all right, but this is what he said yesterday. He said. Uh, and I think this was in reply to something I had tweeted, but it doesn't matter. But he said, this Packer team sucks. Let's be completely real. Pretenders in every sense of the word. Blanking pathetic. And I said, now, settle down there, big fella. Nothing you said there is real. That's the L talking. And he said, to give me your retort. I'm giving it to you now. The retort is... is, is uh, on a couple of uh, notes here, and I began the show this way, but I'll repeat it because radio repeats. There were anomalies in the game that Green Bay is complicit in one of the anomalies. I mean, the Green Bay's offense does everything they're supposed to do in the first half. They had the ball twice. They had two long touchdown drives. Green Bay's defense allowed Minnesota to have the ball twice and allowed two long touchdown drives. In fact, Minnesota's first three drives were all in excess of 75 yards and all for touchdowns and all double-digit plays, I think. Um, and that was the issue, that the game shortened in possessions because the Packers couldn't get a stop. And when it shortened in possessions and you couldn't get a stop and you don't stop the running game, it, it just everything kind of uh, fell into place for the Vikings in that regard. Now, they earned it. And it wasn't – they didn't get – the Packers didn't get bad breaks. People are going to make a, a, a deal out of the bad breaks. And, and to a certain extent, they did on the two pass interferences in the end zone, mm-hmm. uh, one leading to the end zone, one in the end zone, and then the picked-up pass interference on the throw to Bobby Tunyon. Um, I don't – I don't think they're I, – I, I think you could have picked up one of them against Green Bay – and I think there's no way you pick up the one that was picked up against on the throw to, to Bobby Tunyon. No way. You cannot pick that up. Did Green Bay lose because of that moment? It didn't help them. But no, they didn't lose because of that moment. 
But Green Bay had consecutive holding calls on another second-half drive where they started first and 30. Can't do that. Can't have the two pass interferences, one in the red zone, one in the end zone. Can't have one uh, on them picked up. And you can't go first and 30. So Green Bay was there. They did enough of that to themselves. But Minnesota doesn't apologize to anybody on that win. They beat the Packers yesterday. And that's what the NFL can do. That is the the coin, the phrase, on any given Sunday. The Vikings were in any given Sunday yesterday. I don't expect Minnesota to go on and win a whole bunch more games. But they have two of their losses. Now they're two and five, right? Two of their losses are one-point losses. So they're not they're not close to being the Jets. They're just not good. And their quarterback can't do it if Dalvin Cook doesn't. So but all that being said, Rhino, when you said that the Packers are pretenders in every sense of the word, blanking pathetic, that's just not real. They're not. Their offense is damn good. And they're doing that without Alan Lazard, and they've done it two straight games without David Bakhtiari. And they've had to do it without Aaron Jones. That offense, they're not pathetic in every sense of the word. Their defense is closer to bad than they are to average. And the fact that they're that without forcing any turnovers, that that's an issue. But they're not pretenders all the way around. I certainly wouldn't consider them that. If they were playing Tampa tomorrow, everybody's healthy and they're going to play Tampa tomorrow, it's a playoff game, I'm going to pick Tampa. But Green Bay's going to be in that game, I think. And there's no other team in the NFC that I would say, hey, they just can't walk on a field with that, with that group. I'm not ready to label them pretenders either. I think it's way too early. I think Rhino is probably overreacting to that game. It wasn't a good game. Once again, flaws exposed on the defense that we've seen in the past. Um, So I I can totally understand, though, why it's frustrating when you see your team play a good team like Tampa or like the 49ers last year and then get crushed. Like, okay, well, that's, that's, that's not good. And then you see them lose this time, and they lose in a similar fashion, not by getting crushed, but by not stopping the other team's running back, like you did against the 49ers last year, and you see these things pop up, and you, then you think to yourself, okay, uh, what, what if we play the, the Seahawks? You know what I mean? Hmm, what's yeah. going to happen then? I don't know about this 49ers game. I want to erase it as a circle. Well, what I do you, take the, when you say, what if you played this, what do you mean, what would happen if they played the Seahawks? I mean, they'd probably score a lot, right? But would they Wouldn't get both just, teams? They probably <laughs> would. It'd probably be actually a pretty fun game. But 47 uh, 43? It could be a high scoring game. What happens if you face the Rams? You know, what happens if you get the Bucks again? Th- those types of questions. And then I think realistically at this point without any other data to put into your brain, I don't know if you can pick them to beat the Buccaneers again. Or you'd, that'd be a shootout with the Seahawks. No, and that's, what about and that, the Rams? I don't we know. Agree. We, yeah. we agree on that, John. If, if they played, if, if you put the upper echelon, the top three teams in the NFC, by whatever measure you wanted to, to list the top three, let's say it's, it's Tampa – Seattle, and the Rams. You want to go with those three? Yes. Okay. Um, I think that Green Bay, the, the most difficult one is Tampa because I think that's fresh in our minds. But I think they would play with Seattle, and I think they play with L.A. The problem with L.A. is they can't score. Yeah, and we never even mentioned the Cardinals or the Saints again that to give up 32 and still won the game. So, right. Yeah. But I, I'm, that's, I'm not fearful 
of Green Bay running into anybody in the NFC, maybe with the exception of Tampa. And I don't know how much that's going to change between now and the time they could potentially meet in January. Green Bay didn't they didn't bring their own juice yesterday, I'll tell you that. And that's that's an obvious. Uh, we got plenty to get to in the second hour. Matt LePay will join us at 335. I want to update the Twitter poll question. We'll have a what's update. That'll happen in moments, so stick around for that. It is a, a very volatile Monday as we continue on the Mike Heather Show presented by White Claw Heart Cell. Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeartRadio app. This is the Mike Heller Show. Brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Made pure. Everyone loves White Claws. Call or text the show at 1-877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Heller Sports. Alongside John Adias, here's Mike Heller. the Monday we expected to have. I didn't expect it. Very few did. We visited with Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings on the show last Friday. He also didn't expect what we got on Sunday. So that was on an any given Sunday mantra that came true yesterday at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. It does not make the Packers pretenders. I know a lot of people think that that is what that signifies that Green Bay is a pretender. I'm just not convinced that that's the truth and that that's what they'll be when we get to January. Uh, I said this at the end of the last hour. John John and I were talking about this. If they play against the top teams in the NFC, which by whatever measure you want to put, Tampa, Seattle, L.A. Rams, New Orleans, those four. I'm going to still keep Arizona out of it, and we're going to find out twice when they play the Bears. But if they play against any of those four teams, Tampa's a significant favorite based on what they did the first time, and I just think Tampa looks healthy and really good right now. So, But it is now, and this is November 2nd, not January 15th, is which is what you're talking about in the postseason. Uh, but I would list Tampa as the favorite in that. I think Green Bay would play with Seattle because Seattle still doesn't stop anybody. And nor does Green Bay. And, and if that game is played in somewhat neutral conditions, uh, I, I think Green Bay's offense can keep up with whoever they have to keep up with, with this exception, is when a team really can get home on the quarterback. And, and Seattle can't. They, they don't get to the quarterback. They, they're just not good enough defensively like Green Bay. So I'm just telling you, only Tampa and maybe the Rams because of their defense, but they can't score very much either. But maybe those two teams. New Orleans, yeah. Packers already did beat New Orleans, by the way. Um, so I'm not convinced that they're pretenders. Some people are. That's the uh, knee-jerk reaction to yesterday and especially when you kind of pair it with the game against Tampa a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah, I get it. All right, so all of that being said, we've got a lot of ground to cover. We welcome you in. This is the second hour of the Mike Heller Show. We'll visit with Matt LePay, the voice of the Badgers, at 335. We're going to probably find out tomorrow whether the voice of the Badgers is going to be exercising that voice on Saturday. He did. He got a, he got a week off last week. 
uh, as Wisconsin didn't play against Purdue, or rather against um, Nebraska. Now it's Purdue coming up this Saturday. Are they going to play that? We also did find out that their game at Michigan on November the 14th is a 6.30 kick time on ABC at Michigan. All right, so all that. Did I steal that from you, John? I'm sorry. This is Mike Keller. Uh, it's the Mike Keller Show presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. There's John Audius. Hey, John. Hey, fellas. What's up? This is What's Up. What's up? What's up? Get what's it. up? Get it. I don't know. Nothing. What's up with you? Here's What's Up. Ah, uh, you always steal stuff, Mike. Oh, it's a tradition unlike any other, John. Yes, it is. Oh, when is the Masters? This is next episode. week. Yes. Nine days from now. I was going to say, it's this month, right? So, man. Okay, good. That'll be fun. Um, All right, Mike. We'll start with the Green Bay Packers yesterday, who are still alone atop the NFC North standings despite that loss yesterday to Minnesota, 28-22. Dalvin Cook running through the Packers' defense with ease. 163 and three touchdowns on the ground. Also scoring on a 50-yard screen pass that gave the Vikings a lead in the third quarter. Here's head coach Matt LaFleur can't have 10 guys doing one thing and one guy out of a gap then you get gashed so we've got to be better we've got to make sure when you're playing good backs like a delvin cook that you gang tackle that you have multiple people at the ball because he is a good back and uh, one of the best in the game and we've got to do a better job of just making sure that we got we've got more hats at the ball what'd you think of the rush defense mike well what needs to change what needs to happen what do they got to do it's a problem uh, man yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I don't I don't I don't know the answer, John. Oh. I mean, <laughs> Matt Matt Lafleur sounded irritated yesterday post game about that. Um, they don't have much time to get it right. Uh, San Francisco is going to be woefully shorthanded. Uh, the Packers have to be better. They got a bunch of guys getting moved around on the defensive line, and a bunch of linebackers filling in spots that uh, that leaves wide open holes. And Dalvin Cook is good. That combination. Was a, was a bad combination. But Green Bay hadn't been very good stopping the run. And uh, they won't be along, uh, around very long if they can't stop the run. I know that. Hmm. Yeah, they were uh, not good against the run, that's for sure. How about Aaron Rodgers, Mike? 291, three touchdowns through the air. Says too many st- mistakes, rather, though, uh, added up to this loss. You know, obviously there are some things that uh, hurt us, penalties, and then the lack of a penalty. Obviously, it was pass interference on the throw to Bobby. That question, they throw it and pick it up. You know, score there changes the way the game goes. Uh, but, you know, we had a chance there at the end and uh, didn't get it done. All right, so we have this next game on Thursday night as a circle game. Do you still have that circle? 49ers? Well, I think it has to be not because of who the 49ers are, but because of who the Packers are. I mean, it has to be sort of a bounce back game, kind of. Yeah, you've got to you've got to find a way to show that sign that hey, we're we're gonna fight. I didn't think they fought yesterday. I mean, not like whims for the the Bears fighting, um, but I didn't think they fought yesterday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And then, and then, you know, the second and third wide receivers, I thought Sternberger was good. I thought Tanyan was good. Um, 
Equinemius St. Brown, you know, the two drops that he had on back-to-back, one is a perfect throw, but he is he is extended, and he's got it in his hands, and you could just see, and that elbow hits the ground. That 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 is a – I had less of an issue with that and more of an issue on the fourth down throw to, to Equinemius in the end zone that the receiver's got to make that play. I, I know people say, oh, it's, that's a hard – yeah, make it. That's the ball you got to go get. And Aaron Rodgers, you can see him mouthing it afterwards, catch the blank and ball. Meanwhile, their next opponent, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, the 49ers quarterback, sidelined six weeks, possibly longer, with an injury. George Kittle's out eight weeks. He has a broken bone in his foot. So those two big pieces won't be around, although Garoppolo's been whatever. Packers, by the way, placing A.J. Dillon on the reserve slash COVID-19 list. Because the Packers running back, Mike, has COVID, how much should we keep an eye on the COVID storyline now? Well, you kind of have to. It's, right. it's uh, you know, they, they did virtual work today. They're going to do, um, and they did have groups of 10 players at a time in to do their uh, sore body flush work, all that kind of stuff today. Uh, but everything else was done virtually tomorrow. They'll do a walkthrough before and after lunch. They're not restricted uh, in, in that regard. But, you know, shoot, then they got fly on Wednesday. I mean, this is, this is that incredibly short week, you know, when you go Sunday afternoon to a Thursday night. Everybody does it, um, and you get the mini-buy afterwards. But I think that you asked me before, it, it, would I still circle this game? Absolutely. But not this for the game, same reason you circled it No, a but week it's, ago. it's circled for a different reason. But if they could get a win on Thursday night, that is a springboard into the bye week, you know, the mini bye that they get for not having to play on Sunday. It could really go a long way. And that's a Niner team that's really banged up. Yes, circle it for different reasons. For different reasons. I'll, I'll give you the circle for a different reason uh, for sure. Can you imagine? I'm just going to say this, Mike, because I didn't think they were going to lose to the Vikings. Okay, what happens Uh-oh. if they lose? What happens if they lose? To, well, they, they'll be to, five and three if they lose. They'll still know, be in first place. They'll still be in first place in the NFC North if they lose. I know, but that's got to shake some what? confidence. Come on! I mean, you can't be confident about this team if they lose to that banged-up 49ers team. We mentioned all the injuries. Well, it's going to shake Rhino's confidence. I think it would shake. There's him. a lot of fans that'll that'll really be shook up. But uh, it, you lose back-to-back games in in uh, November. You, you just have to go. Wait a second. What's our record? Five and three. Oh, okay. All right, we're okay. Bears are okay. They're five and three. The Saints are five and yep. two after a 26-23 victory. You mentioned in that game, uh, was it Javon Wims? Yeah, did you see that? Yes. Woo. He Idiot. goes up. He pretends to like yank his necklace well, he didn't off. Pretend. Oh, did he, he actually he, yank his necklace no, off? No, he, he did. He yanked his mouth guard that was. Oh, hanging that's what it was. His face mask. Because on the like earlier in the game, uh, that defensive back had done this, had ripped off his mouth guard. Mm, Gardner Johnson is the uh, CJ Gardner Johnson of the Saints is the guy that got punched. I love his reaction after the first punch. Yeah, hit me again. He did I'm nothing. Not do anything. Hit me again. He looked around like, "What's going on? This guy just punched me." Like, like it did nothing to him. Um, and that's really weird because this guy for the Saints, Mike. Did you know this? was also punched by Michael Thomas, his teammate. Oh, he's got a little something going on. He must Right? He must have access to the magic words. He must. He must know he knows exactly what to do. Now, um Wims claimed that Gardner Johnson also spat spat on him? Yeah, I watched the video replay and 
That, that's that's bogus. Hmm. It, uh, not on that play, he didn't. No. no. So I I don't know. That's amazing. That I I love the way he just gets hit. And he's like looks around like I think somebody this guy's hitting me. What's but this hey, guy doing? I, here I I'll tell you this. Uh, Gardner Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Not innocent. No, I don't. Th- there's something going on there. Maybe maybe all, in between the first punch and the second punch, he was innocent, but he was not innocent. So there's you don't just get sucker punched. Right? No, you've done something. Something, something. He's not telling the whole truth. Something's going on. And twice. He's gotten punched twice this year. Once yeah. by his teammate, and then now by uh, the opposition's wide receiver. I don't know. Something's going some, on. Some people know magic words, what to say to have somebody throw a punch at you. Um, what would it take for John Adias to throw a punch? I don't think I'd ever throw a punch. What, no magic words? No. Mm, none? I mean, I'd throw a punch if I had to try to save my life. Like, okay, I guess I'm going to throw punches now. All right. Um, by the way, tonight, Tampa visits the Giants at 630 right here on Fox Sports 1070. Well, I want to promote that game, but I, I really have no interest. You saw over the weekend, <laughs> all of our NFL <laughs> Pro- games. Programming my... doesn't love it when I say that, but no. I want you to listen to that game tonight on Fox Sports 1070, but I'm not going to. And then, uh, I don't know, we got Thursday Night Football. Oh, wait, the Packers play Thursday night. Yes, sir. Meanwhile, you saw on Saturday, right, the update from Wisconsin football. We're up to 22 cases of COVID, 10 players, 12 staff members. Wisconsin dropped the spot to number 10 in this week's AP poll. And tomorrow, Mike, we're supposed to get an update about the game against Purdue. What are you anticipating here? Uh, I, you know, with the numbers that, that came out on Saturday, um, I don't have confidence that they're going to play this Saturday against Purdue. I have hope, but it, it did not lead you in the right direction to have the numbers go up again on Saturday as they did to 22 in the program. Um, that's, that's a big number. I'm hoping that, that, you know, that that pendulum now is starting to swing back the other way. But again, I, I, I we'll find out tomorrow. But that that was not a hopeful number that came out on Saturday. So what are we at? Twenty-two of just do the math of what was the number one seventy? I think is that what uh, Brian had Thir- shared with us? Thirteen percent. Yeah, which is five and a half percent above where you can be. Mm. Um, all right. Do you want to go with? Uh, and finally, do you want to go with crazy lottery story or a new toy for? Grown-ups. <laughs> that sounded bad. What? A, a new... Uh, Want to rephrase that, John? A new uh, classic childhood toy that now you can buy as an adult. Uh, I, I'll go with story one because I'm afraid where you're going to take no, story two. No, come on. All right. Uh, a Jacksonville man is taking home the jackpot after finding a winning lottery ticket while he was cleaning his house. The oh. eight, or 38-year-old, rather, not 83-year-old, uh, James Kinder said the winning... The fastest round of one million scratch-off ticket had been sitting on the fireplace for weeks before he found it. He took the one lump sum, gave him seven hundred ninety thousand dollars. So he just had a million-dollar lottery ticket sitting around on his fireplace for weeks. Don't you wish that would happen to you sometime? Would I have to buy one first? You'd have to buy one first, yes. Okay. Yeah. Because we when do. I buy lottery tickets, Mike, you know what I do? You. I see if they are winners. Oh. And then I get every- the money, or yeah. I don't. I don't just yeah. be like, eh, I wonder if that one won. Throw it in the corner. Right. Well, that would be the worst thing ever. You know, and had he, had he just swept it away, like picked it up and just put it in the garbage, he would have never known. Never. Ever. No he would know. I'm, I'm just saying he would have never known 
that he threw away a million dollars. Yeah, I had no idea. He would have just thrown away a piece of paper and would never have any concept. You know, somebody says, hey, you won that lottery if you can find your ticket. He would have never known that he won the lottery to go find the ticket. Yeah. I think that's crazy. Crazy. Maybe I've done that in the past. You could have. I mean, I used... We all could have, right? Anybody's bought one if you didn't... You know, maybe you maybe looked at the it numbers. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's what I like to think. All right, Mike, that's what's up. It is? Yeah, that's all. Ah, I want to update the Twitter poll question. Matt LePay will join us at 3.35 in this hour of the po- program. The Twitter poll question has everything to do with who the Packers are right now. So I asked the question, and I did it with a bit of an agenda. As you approach the halfway point of the season, which will be Thursday night in San Francisco, the Packers are 5-2. and two. What's the greatest concern? Is it lack of receiving weapons? Remember, they should have drafted a wide receiver. They should trade for a wide receiver. Is it lack of defensive playmakers, or is it Fire Pettin, the defensive coordinator? I'm going to update the Twitter poll question and react to that because I did it with a bit of an agenda. We'll get to that when we come back. Also, the Stone Innovations Talk and Text Line is open, and we'd love to hear from you on that. You can call us on the Talk and Text Line. That's that's the talk portion, 877-729-1070. Or you can text us on the Talk and Text Line. That's the text portion, 877-729-1070. The number is the same on both. So we'll get to that and the Twitter poll question. And Matt LaPay in about 20 minutes as we continue. This is the Mike Keller Show, presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeartRadio app. Can I um, say something in passing that you won't uh, harp on, John, and make a big deal out of it? Okay. I have Dalvin Cook on my fantasy team. So yesterday on my Twitter what? Me too. Oh. That worked out pretty well. I mean, better for you because you actually enjoyed it. Uh, I, I just said, well, at least I got that. Um, <laughs> Consolation prize. Yeah. So uh, we're going to get to our Packers uh, audio, a little rundown of the audio on the Green Bay Packers coming up here in a moment. Matt LaPay will join us uh, in about 14 minutes on the program. Tomorrow, I think we'll find out. Uh, Barry Alvarez on College Game Day Saturday said – that they would make a decision on the viability of playing against Purdue this Saturday, 2.30 Camp Randall Stadium, make that decision on Tuesday. Well, Tuesday's tomorrow. A lot of stuff being decided tomorrow. <laughs> huh? I, I mean, uh, yeah. am I right, John? Huh? A lot of am things. I? A lot of things. Um, all right, so this Twitter poll, you can vote on this one with much less at stake. Approaching the halfway point of the season Thursday night in San Francisco, the Packers are 5-2. and two. What's the greatest concern? I asked that question with an agenda. Is it lack of receiving weapons? Is it lack of defensive playmakers? Is it the defensive coordinator? 91, make that, let me do the math here. 94.5% of you say it's either lack of defensive playmakers or the defensive coordinator as your biggest concern. Just 5.5% are voting lack of receiving weapons. Yet, you know, for the longest time, (laughs) the Packers had to have taken a receiver in the draft. In the last week or two, the Packers have to go acquire a receiver. Now, Bill Huber did say in the first hour of the show today that there's not a difference maker out there defensively that's a viable option 
So maybe you do need to just go get a receiver and, and hope your defense gets a little better and, and try to give another weapon offensively. I don't mind that concept. I'm just saying if I have a worry about who Green Bay is today, it's almost all on the defensive side. Not all of it, but almost all of it. And if I were going to look at the defense, John, I would be far more inclined to talk about playmakers than I would about the defensive coordinator. But you know what it's easier to do, John? I've learned this in in a lot of years on the planet. It's easier to point your finger at one person than it is 11. So fire Dom Capers. So fire Mike Pettin. It's much easier to say it's his fault than it is to say it's their fault. Easier to point at one. I think we're finding that, we see it politically all the time. Easier to point at one person than it is a lot of people. And that's what I think is happening there. So we'll dive into that again in the third hour. But I I do think Green Bay, as to whether they're contenders or pretenders, uh, if you tell me right now that I have to answer that question, I would, I would say they're contenders. I'm not going to knee-jerk to yesterday and say, well, they're pretenders because I don't think the NFC is loaded. There's only one team that I think Green Bay right now would be a pretender against in the NFC, and that might be Tampa, and certainly that's skewed by having played Tampa two and a half weeks ago. I will say this about your poll question. I would vote for defensive playmakers right now because I honestly think that's the only option you have with the trade deadline right there. And like you said, there's probably not an impactful guy that you can actually – Actually, yeah. get because what are you going to do? He's going to get rid of Petten on November second, and then right. install a whole new defensive scheme and, then, and go to the playoffs. And then the other thing, John, is I'm watching some of the Bears last night. Um, I look at Danny Trevathan. I, I look at Khalil Mack. Those are playmakers. And I know people are going to say, "Well, what about Zadarius Smith?" Zadarius Smith is a pass rusher, and that can make you into playmaker. But overall, I. Zadarius was he played at a higher level last year, so Preston Smith. Um, and, and I think Green Bay lacks what they had in Clay Matthews. They don't have a TJ Watt. They don't have a Nick or a Joey Bosa. They don't have a Khalil Mack. They don't have um, they don't have that guy. Well, what about the right? screenshot? I see Rhino under the poll question you have at Heller Sports. He posts a picture of Preston Smith lined up at corner. He right. says this is a monumental failure by Petten and his defensive staff. What's Preston Smith out there doing playing playing corner? Well, uh, I believe Minnesota ran the ball on that play too, and I think the other monumental failure was that Green Bay had ten players on the field defensively. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. So, well, there's another monumental failure, hey, right? Hey, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I I was watching the game, but maybe I missed it. Maybe they had a red card. They could have had a red had card, kicked him out for the rest of the yeah, game. In the penalty box. Hit. Maybe maybe they had somebody in the penalty it's box. power play. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right, so Matt LePay will join us in about nine minutes. John, you want to run through a little Packers audio? We yeah. can uh, decipher what's going on. All right, let's take a listen to some of the Packers audio, and I'll go with the question that probably every Packers fan had after the game. Here, let me get some NFL music. Every Packers fan had after the game, Mike, it was trying to stop Delvin Cook. So why couldn't they stop Cook? when they knew the Vikings would try to run the ball. Here's head coach, Matt LaFleur. 
we knew exactly what they were going to do in terms of they were going to ride him and and also just with the conditions out there it was pretty windy and and we never put them in a situation where they had to drop back and throw the football or at least not too many times so you know that's something that we better get it fixed and we better get it fixed fast didn't answer the question sir but is the run defense any better, Mike, than last year? Because remember what happened with most certain. The- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 49ers. Once again, here's the head coach. There was a couple missed tackles out there, more than a couple. A lot of missed tackles. But, you know, I think we all got to look critically at ourselves and, and we better figure out a solution quickly because, uh, you know, the formula has been written and we have got to step up and get it fixed. And if not, we're going to continue to get these types of results. Pretty direct from, from the head coach and, you know, that's a public challenge to the defense. And a lot of times head coaches are reticent to do that in front of the microphone. Uh, they'd rather do that privately, but he's right. If they don't, and it will be on him, not just Mike Pettin, but if they don't get it figured out, they're going to be in trouble. So did they have the horses on defense? Here's that coach. We have what we have. It is what it is, and we, we got to find solutions. And we all got to play better. We got to coach better. It starts with me, and uh, we got to make sure that we take care of our own business. And when we know that teams are going to try to run the football, we can't let them. We cannot let them. We got to force them to, to throw it. So whether that's within the call or or whatever it may be, um, we got to be in the business of finding solutions. Yeah, and John, to that point, you know, on that that uh, screenshot that Rhino sent. I would, if you really wanted to challenge him, go ahead and put um, put Preston Smith and Dean Lowry on their wideouts and make them force him to throw it. Where Kirk Cousins walks to the line of scrimmage and goes, Uh-oh. "Oh, I gotta throw the ball here." That's how They're bad. covering with defensive linemen on the outside. That's how bad it gets. We're like trying to bait Cousins by, <laughs> yeah, like go ahead, throw it, buddy. It's like, oh, all right, uh, Aaron Rodgers. On the loss, here's the Packers QB. As far as our team, you know, I don't think this – we didn't overlook anybody. Um, I don't know if we handled the elements as well as we have in years past. Uh, it was obviously cold um, and windy, and I don't know if we uh, played with the same type of energy that we needed to. We had fans the last two weeks, no fans this week. I don't know if that had something to do with it, but I didn't feel like we played with a lot of energy today. Hmm. Packers have lost two of their last three. Is something going on here, Mike? Is there, are they all into something? They're – Matt LaFleur is telling me they need answers quickly. Aaron Rodgers is saying the team isn't playing with energy against its division rival. What's going on? Uh, yeah. I, I think, you know, people don't people will poo-poo the idea of a trap game. But you, even though it's a division game, you got no fans in the stands. And you're a 5-1 and one team. And you're playing a 1-5 and five team. And then the conditions uh, did what they did yesterday to make it hard to throw the ball. Um the defense has to bring energy. When you here, here's football 101, John. You ready for this? I'm grabbing a pencil. We're gonna take notes. Go ahead. 
Football 101, defense is driven by intensity. Intensity many times is buoyed by fans, both home and road. When there's no fans, that defense has to bring its own juice. And they haven't on a couple of occasions. Yesterday was significant. And once they don't bring it, there's nobody to help them get it. It's got to be done on your own, and they've failed on that front. Football 101, John, defense is driven by adrenaline and passion. Passion sometimes comes from fans, both home and and away. Yeah, and that was a game, yeah, without the the passion from the fans, a game that they need to be able to win, though, according to the quarterback. It's not the same type of home environment, I get it, but it's 2020, and and we're in a uh, a different NFL this year. Still a game that we should win. The team, you know, with the trade deadline coming and, you know, questions about their coach during the week. Like, yeah, these are one of the, one of the games that uh, we need to win. Hopefully it's, you know, just a reality check for us. Thankfully, we have a short week, um, but, you know, we need better performances moving forward. By the way, that short week, he talked about facing the 49ers on Thursday night football. Short week for both teams helps a little bit for them having it at home. Um, I don't believe there'll be little of any fans there, so we're going to have to handle the environment well. And it's a really good football team, obviously coming off a Super Bowl appearance, and they seem like they've been rolling a little better the last couple of weeks, so we got to exercise some of those negative feelings. Quick question, Mike. Better or worse for the Packers that they have to turn around right away and face the 49ers? Uh, for the defense, if they're healthy enough, it'll be better to to uh, to go ahead and, and, and do this. Hey, early prediction, John. Straight up. I don't, we'll look at the line later. Green Bay wins on Thursday. Yes, I agree. 49ers way too banged up, man. Yes. Yes, I agree. Agree. Yeah. There we go. Is that it? That's the Packers audio rundown. All right. Matt LePay, he's the voice of the Badgers. Well-rested vocally. We'll see if uh, he'll get to put his vocals to work again this weekend or not. Uh, he won't have the answer to that, but that that is hanging in the balance tomorrow. We probably have a decision on that front. We'll visit with Matt LePay, find out if you know if he went hiking, did he fish, did he go look at the the beautiful colors in Wisconsin's outdoors. What did he do on his weekend? Did he have an old fashioned? That and some sports stuff. Matt LaPay is our guest when we come back. This is the Mike Heller Show, presented by White Claw Hearts Health. On Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, we welcome you back in on a Monday afternoon. It's uh, it's the day before a lot of decisions. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow is election day. It's the NFL trade deadline. It is uh, a day that maybe I think we're going to find out about Wisconsin and Purdue whether that is viable for this Saturday at 2:30 at Camp Randall Stadium. One of the very interested uh, folks in that decision is Matt LePay, who joins us. Matt, you had a, a weekend free. I, I imagine you got out and did some hiking. Um, Maybe uh, had an old fashioned. Maybe I don't know what you did, but you didn't have to. You didn't call a game. I'm I'm sure you would much rather have called a game. So how do you sit on this deal, waiting for that decision to come down tomorrow? Well, I ran a marathon, 
as you know, <laughs> I have a marathon button. And more that or I had some old fashioned. Probably right. the latter. Yes, I um, think so. Yeah. Probably more the latter than the former. And yeah, it was you know, watched it, took in a lot of football. I was a couch potato um, pretty much all day Saturday and on into Saturday night watching a lot of Big Ten football. And we, I'm like everybody else, we're just waiting to find out what the uh, the verdict is going to be tomorrow regarding Saturday's game. So I've not uh, not spoken to anybody over there today, um, nor would there have been any reason to um, in regards to a decision. So they'll, uh, I'm sure they're continuing to gather information, continuing to uh, go through testing with all of these guys every day, and fingers are crossed that there's been no more spread. And if that's the case, then you'd feel pretty good about having a game on Saturday. But if it's not the case then I guess we'll find out otherwise tomorrow. Yeah, you look at the West Division of the Big Ten, and then if I threw in Indiana in the concept, too, how about Northwestern 2-0, Purdue 2-0, Indiana 2-0? Yeah, Indiana, I think there's some legit talent there, and I think the way they followed up an emotional home win against Penn State the first time they had beaten a a top-10 team in in more than 30 years, and you go to Rutgers, and I think – just based on a small sample size, Rutgers is quite a bit better than it had been. Greg Schiano yeah. seems to be the one guy who knows how things work with that football program. So it was a good follow-up for Indiana to go on the road and win like that. Purdue, you know, offensively, it's a pretty fun team to watch without arguably their best player or a guy who is as good as anybody exciting, certainly as anybody in the league and Rondell Moore who hasn't played yet, but David Bell is an outstanding receiver. Milton writes, uh, they're both like six, two, six, three. They've got some size. Bell has great hands and Aiden O'Connell, uh, the quarterback is somebody who's really starting to establish himself in this league. He was doing it last year. He's just, he's raised it another level this season. So, you know, all of that said, just based on a couple of weeks, Ohio state's talent level, it just seems like same story, different year. They're just on another rung uh, compared to everybody else in the big 10, at least what a couple of weeks worth of games can tell you uh, offensively. They, they, Again, maybe they don't run the ball as well at times as they did last year because they don't have J.K. Dobbins, but they run it plenty plenty good enough, and that quarterback is about as good as it gets in Justin Fields, pretty much as advertised so far. Talking with Matt LePay, brought to you by Broadway Tire and Auto on Broadway in Monona, Pennsylvania Avenue, South Yellowstone, across from Walmart and Sun Prairie. Tires and auto repair done with care. Uh, back to this game, uh, potential game, I should say, on Saturday. Just how devastating would it be for the season um, if they're not able to play that game, considering, you know, we all know the fact that you need six games to qualify for the Big Ten Championship, and then it's kind of out of their control if someone along the line happens to have an outbreak on their schedule, and then all of a sudden you're not eligible. Yeah, that's the that's the the tightrope that they're walking right now, and that's uh, assuming that the average number of games is is not going to dip below the current level across the league. Um, you know that that's the problem. That's you know Nebraska lost a game. You know it, it was ready to play, but it can't play, and. You know, Illinois had a had a staff member apparently uh, come up with a positive test. That, for, to the best of my knowledge, they've only had three positive tests, but they held out some other guys 
through contact tracing, but yeah, that, that's a tightrope. I guess I wouldn't use the word devastating quite yet, but you know, the margin for error is is now razor thin uh, in regards to being able to to qualify. So yeah, that's, that's another reason. You know, beyond the obvious, you just want to watch your your team play. Um, you lose another game, then you're really at the mercy not just of your own luck, and you're going to need a lot of it uh, with your own test results, but any team you're playing. It's uh, set up for a pretty nerve-wracking next several weeks. Yep, no doubt. Hey, I was, I've been watching some of the videos you've had out with Badger basketball players on your Zoom interviews. I did see that uh, there was the nomination today for Demetric Trice on being on the Koozie Award Point Guard of the Year watch list. Um, we haven't talked much about Badger basketball, but they're inching closer. They're getting underway uh, in, in about three weeks or so, and uh, they bring everybody, essentially they bring everybody back, right? A lot of points coming back. Yeah, they do. The, you know, the one guy in terms of regular rotation players, of course, is Be- Brevin Pritzel, and he's overseas now uh, playing ball. But uh, you know, otherwise, they're back. They've got a good-sized freshman class. Uh, I, I highlighted, I think you could say, by Johnny Davis out of lacrosse. And you know, it was fun to see Dimitri. I, I know it's a preseason watch list. You know, there are 20, 20 point guards across the country, but I, I still think it's really well-deserved recognition for a guy like Trice because I think a lot of us, and myself included, or maybe especially myself, you see a guy for three years into his fourth year and you start to think, well, that's who he is. Um, you know, he, you embrace the strengths, you understand the weaknesses, and then you're convinced that that's not going to change. Uh, but Dimitri got better. It was a good reminder to all of us, I think, who, who watch college basketball or watch college sports. Is it's okay to continue to improve when you're in your fourth or fifth year at the college level. And we saw that with Trice as the season went on. I think the coaches put more trust in him. Um, the defensive assignments were always very challenging game in and game out for him, but he shot the ball extremely well. He could get the ball into the paint off the dribble more, and he was averaging close to six assists per game. So he really uh, was one of those guys that you know maybe is not at the top of mind for a lot of basketball fans across the Big Ten or across the country, but he really got a lot better as the season went along. That's a big, big credit to him. And I think, Mike, this this team has a chance to be really good. That's yeah. Speaking of holding your breath that you can get a, a full season in, I mean, you'd really like to see these guys get a chance to, to see how far they can go because I, I think the makeup of this team can be pretty exciting. You know, one of those guys that will help them be that much better, at least as, as, it, as it's viewed now, Tyler Wall. We saw flashes from him last year, but just like Nate Reavers when he matured more physically and, and did some other things, Tyler Wall is one of those guys to keep an eye on uh, as they get underway. Yeah, I think so. And it's been a lot of talk. Uh, last year at a preseason event, uh, some players were asked, who's the guy to watch? Who's the guy to ready, who's ready to make the jump? And they pointed to Aline Ford. That turned out yeah. to be the case. Aline yeah. played really well, especially as the season went along. At the event last week, I posed that question to a few guys, and they said Tyler Wall. He put on some good weight over the off season. He's never been afraid to mix it up, but now there's just more of him to do that and spent a lot of time working on his shot. He's a good, dirty work kind of player, and that's great. Uh, you can never have enough of those. He'd be more of a threat 
on the offensive end. So, uh, you know, I think the progression of him will be really important. I think having a full season of Micah Potter, guy influences winning. You know, 16-5 and five when he played and very instrumental um, in, in a lot of those wins with his own work, shooting the ball, getting rebounds, and he became more and more confident in what he needed to do on the defensive end. Um, they don't win the league without him. You could say that about any number of players, but when, when Micah got into the mix, I think that made life more manageable for Nate Weavers. They could manage his minutes a little bit better. Uh, a guy like Potter is really important because he can make other guys in that front line stay fresh and be more productive. Um, Matt, how, how do you think that t- tomorrow plays with the university send out, uh, as they did last week, the, those numbers? Is that a, a Barry Alvarez conversation with Rebecca Blank? Is, is the Big Ten involved, or are all of those things true? Yeah, I think it's all of the above. Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, twice they have since the uh, the cancellation of the game, they they gave updates to to all of us, media and most importantly fans. Okay, here's the number of positives. Uh, here's what you know. Here's what we're looking at. So they they'll gather that information, no doubt. And uh, Barry will talk to to Rebecca and and in conjunction with the Big Ten Conference, they'll obviously keep Purdue very much in the loop. Um, but I think right now you're just under the – if you're either program, you're under the assumption you're going to play, you go about your – Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little – Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Preparation. And hopefully the news tomorrow that we all get will be very good news and that the game can go on as scheduled. All right. Very good. Matt, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk at the tail end of the week. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Matt LePay and his time here brought to you by Broadway Tire and Auto on Broadway in Monona, Pennsylvania Avenue, South Yellowstone, and across from Walmart in Sun Prairie. Tires and auto repair done with care. You know, there was something in there, um, John, that Matt was talking about when, he, when we were talking about Tyler Wall. Mm-hmm. said that in this last offseason he had put on good weight. I don't think that phrase uh, – I've been ev- ever able to utter that phrase personally. Good weight? Yeah. No? It just no. means muscle. Right. Let's put on some good weight. Yeah. In the last um, 35 years, I don't think I've put on any good weight. Oh, get out of town. Seriously. I'm sure. Remember you had huh? those push-up deals? Oh, Those yeah. little perfect push-up, okay. and then you could yeah, do push-ups right. with them. Yeah. They rotated mm-hmm. on the ground or whatever. Yep. I still have them. You, you certainly gained a little bit of good weight there. You may not have noticed it. Might have been some fluctuations. I don't know that I put on good weight, John. I probably took off some weight doing that. Yeah, but you, you had know, to have gained some good weight in the process. Uh, I don't know. It's, a, it's like, okay, so if I went from this to that, I did it. But I not the way Wall it probably right, did. Not the way. Yeah, it's, a, it's just something that we don't hear um, very often other than young athletes. Oh, he. Oh, you look like you put on some good weight. <laughs> You're right. No one says that to each other. We're walking down the hallway at the iHeart Megaplex. I don't, uh, you know, cross paths with, uh, you know, our sales director and say, hey, you look like you put on some good weight. Hey, you put on some weight, huh? Some good weight, (laughs) looks like, eh? You know who's put on some good weight? Tell me. Giannis. 
oh. throughout the time what? he's been a buck, right? Yeah. He's put yes. on some good yes. weight. Dude he came has. in like a little kid and now a man. Yeah. So that, that is putting on good weight. Um, you know, there there is a – if we take it back to what the Packers are looking at this week, sometimes you get a little lucky – and then you have to be able to take advantage of the luck. Nobody wants anybody to be hurt. You don't want Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle and Debo Samuel and Rasheem Mostert to not play on Thursday. But, hey, they're not going to play on Thursday. So when you get that kind of a break, you've got to be able to take advantage of it. So, But before we look ahead, I want to spend more time looking back at what yesterday was. Uh, John, you, we asked on this on Friday – I volunteered, actually, without being asked. Three reasons the Packers would win the game, and one reason or a half a reason or a third of a reason why they wouldn't. Well, they lost. I owe you a pizza, and I want to explain what I think happened yesterday. We'll get into more of that in the 4 o'clock hour. We'll take your calls and text messages on the Stone Innovations Talk and Text Line, 877-729-1070. Don't let it go to waste. Let's get at it. It's the 4 o'clock hour on a Monday afternoon. It's next on the Mike Keller Show, presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeartRadio app. And I'm moving around the place. This is the Mike Keller Show. Brought to you by White Claw Heart Seltzer. Made pure. Everyone loves White Claws. Call or text the show at 1-877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Heller Sports. Alongside John Adias, here's Mike Heller. Third and final hour of the Mike Keller Show on a Monday. You know how much I love Mondays. I love Mondays when we have so much to talk about. Now, one less element to talk about this Monday is no Badger football game from the weekend. They did not play in Lincoln, Nebraska. We'll find out tomorrow if they're going to play this Saturday against Purdue. Just visited with Matt LePay a short while ago. I don't think we have any indication. I don't think there is a lean to, hey, they're going to play or, hey, they're not going to play. So we're, we're going to find out tomorrow. Tomorrow's a fairly important day. Uh, the other big thing that we find out tomorrow is the NFL trade deadline. You thought I might say something else. It's the NFL trade deadline. We'll see if Green Bay uh, is active yet today or tomorrow or if this is, hey, this is our group. This is what they're going to do rolling forward. And then one more thing that – Sort of gets decided tomorrow, but we're not going to probably find out, I don't think. Do you think we're going to find out? Do you think when you go to bed tomorrow night, John Audius, that you will know who the next president is in this country? When I go to bed tomorrow night, will I know? You're not going to know. I think I will. You do? What's I mean, I like four years ago, I stayed up until they declared a winner. Um, I think I have a feeling they're going to declare a winner. Hmm. All right, so we have uh, we have that going on tomorrow too. This is a fairly significant week in this country, um, and, and all of that going on now. From a Packers standpoint, we'll get into it in depth, but I just think the I said this earlier today about who I think the Green Bay Packers are, and to me, um, this is this is really this is exactly who I think they are in the moment. And I asked you 
earlier today to tell me if I'm wrong on this. I think I know this about the Packers after seven games. Their offense is very good, perhaps great. The defense is less than average, perhaps bad. And special teams is just average, although I don't think we've learned a great deal about them. J.K. Scott hadn't had to punt a lot. He's been fine. The return game has always been absent, and Mason Crosby's been good. But special teams is average. Okay, is that fair? Green Bay is then, in my opinion, right now, a good team. But I I think they're closer to being average than they are to being great. I still think they're good. Now, there are a lot of people today, if you said, tell me, give me one word on who the Packers are, they're not going to say good. Frustrating, disappointing, underachieving, whatever that word is. But most people aren't going to say good. I'm going to tell you that today the Packers are good. But I think they're closer to the average side of good than they are to the great side of good as a team. On offense, I think they're great. But that's that's who I think they are today. If you can get to the halfway point on Thursday night, if you can steal a win at San Francisco and the 49ers are banged the heck up, John will tell you about that in a moment. But they're really banged up. If the Packers can steal a win at San Francisco on Thursday and get to that mini buy and the halfway point of the season at five and at six and two, they're 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 good. And they got a chance. That's how I would view it as they get to the halfway mark of the NFL season. We're going to find out on Thursday night what that looks like. Okay? All right. So we welcome you aboard the third and final hour of the program today on the Mike Heller Show presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. My name's Mike. John Audius is here, and he is ready with a what's update. Hey, John. Hey, fellas. What's up? This is What's Up. What's up? What's up? What's up? Get it. I don't know. Nothing. What's up with you? Here's What's Up. At any point during that game in the second half, Mike, were you just expecting the Packers to turn it on? Because I'll tell you what, I was talking with the other Vikings fan in this building, and I, I, you know, said, you know, I'm watching that. I'm just waiting for this thing to to go south. He's like, me too. I didn't turn it on till late because I... I didn't want to get any of my hopes up. So I'm curious, as a fan of the green and gold, were you thinking, okay, they're going to turn this around? Yeah, I think it was on the um, Packers' second possession of the second half. Now they trailed 21-14. But I think that's the, the series that they get the long throw to Robert Tunyon. And he goes to the ground and catching it. I think if he's a more competent, experienced receiver, he just – stretches out his hands, catches it while still running, and he scores on that play. I don't think they score on that drive. I hope I don't have that wrong, but I think uh, three plays later, it was first and 30. And when they failed on the third down drop by Equinemius St. Brown and the fourth down potential catch in the end zone, I thought, oh boy, they're in trouble, and then your Vikings go up 14. I still didn't think it was done, John. No? And, And if if Aaron Rodgers can throw that that ball with 12 seconds left, yep. he's going to Devontae Adams in the left corner of the end zone, even though he had rolled right. If he throws to Devontae Adams, do you believe that for, you're, you're confident that it wouldn't have been caught? 
No, I mean, when when there were 12, well, when they gave the ball back with a minute to play, I thought, well, this is done. This is it. I mean. Yeah, you thought Green Bay was going to do oh, it. Oh, easy. And then when yeah. there were 12 seconds, I thought, there's a decent chance that the Vikings are going to hold on, but they're going to get two shots at it. And then as Rod just kind of wasted time, I thought, oh, crap, now he's going to just win it right here. Yeah, I mean, at no point did I feel comfortable at all. And the Packers, well, they didn't look comfortable trying to stop Delvin Cook, Mike. 163 on the ground with three touchdowns. Also caught a 50-yard screen pass for a touchdown. Vikings win the game by a final score of 28-22. to Mike, what about this run defense by the Green Bay Packers? Could not stop Delvin Cook. Um, here is Adrian Amos on the Vikings running back. What he had to Still say. in a hurry. Had some open holes. And, um, you know, he ran through it and he hit him hard. He ran physical. So, you know, like I said, a, a lot of a lot of things we need to correct. I keep hearing about these things they need to correct, Mike. Do you think they can do that in a few days here? Oh, man. Um, do they have to do it in a few days? Well, I mean, San Francisco is going to be really shorthanded in the game. That being said, yeah, Green Bay has to play better, John. If you don't stop the run in the NFL, you lose. If you don't stop a team from running the football, you lose, and it is demoralizing. There's nothing more defeating for a defense than to not be able to stop the run. We've seen that with Wisconsin football for years. When opponents can't stop what they do on the ground, it it emotionally takes a toll, and the Packers have to be better. At, they, they've got to do that. I don't know if they can, um, but – they, they're going to have to, or they will be pretenders. They might not need to uh, with the banged-up 49ers. We've now learned Jimmy Garoppolo's on the shelf for six weeks, maybe longer. George Kittle, the guy who caught a touchdown in last year's regular season meetup with these two teams. Well, he's out for eight weeks with a broken foot, Mike, and they are banged up. No Bosa, no Sherman, no Garoppolo. Who am I missing? No Mostert, right? Who yeah. ran for a career day in the playoffs. Debo Samuel. No, Debo. Samuel, I mean, this is a game that I had circled a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to erase the circle in the sense that I circled games that I wanted to see the Packers offense go up against a good defense. I'm just going to erase this circle because this this game isn't the same anymore to me. Wow. I, I mean, I circled it, but I did it in in marker. So I can't erase it. What did you used to do when you had written something in pen and then you needed it to be gone i just usually like scribble around the circle um or you you'd get that you know that little white out uh, paint that you know looks like fingernail polish paint thing i've used white out like three times ever in my life oh man john we had to use white out a lot back in the day oh really they made you do it like go well, buy you, a- well, you're typing up a paper oh. when you had to type a paper i mean yeah you use white out Fix the fix the mistake. Fix the typo. Wow. Imagine. Okay. I just thought of this because I took typing class when I was a kid in school. But so you're typing like, here is my report. And then you're like, yeah. oh, I screwed it up. So you have to like stop, like move the stuff out, put right. the white out, wait for it to dry, put it, line it back up Correct. and then continue typing. Yeah. Oh my God. That would Sometimes, take it if, eight days to write if, a one page. Well, that's why people had other people type their papers for them. You would pay somebody to type your paper, not write it. Well, some people did that too. But you would write your paper, and then you could pay somebody to type it and rely on their uh, ability to not make typos. God, you know how I am an awful – you know what's 
typos, I think, are more abundant now than obviously well, they yeah. were back in the day because you didn't. Yeah, you can you afford to. You just go to. fast and you can fix it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to spell things. I just put it like how I think it's supposed to be spelled, and then I just do the spell check. Yeah. You know, I'm like, did I get this one right? Not right. at all, but he right. knows what I'm talking about. No, but back, yeah, yeah, back in the day, you'd write your paper and then have somebody type it for you, and you'd pay for that service. Now, I I couldn't do, I couldn't do that. I well, would not plus, be able to do that. Yeah, plus you had to go to the typewriter lab in the library and sign out a typewriter. You couldn't couldn't take it with you. Nobody had typewriters in the dorm rooms. I mean, maybe some of the rich kids did. So would saving, would saving your progress just be like stopping, taking out the paper and putting it in a folder? Like, I'm saving it. I'll get back to where I picked up tomorrow. Correct. You would be writing it on um, legal pads, on in notebooks. That was saving your work. No, but typing it. Like, let's say you start typing a paper. And you're like, I can't complete this right now. You would just like, take it out. Yeah, well, you'd have to finish a page. Finish a page. Okay. Yeah. You could never leave it in the middle because you'd have a hard time fully exactly matching that up. Gosh, that sounds so awful. I know, right? It was like back in the horse and buggy days. What's worse, the Packers run defense or typewriters? <laughs> Both sound awful, right? Packers are 5-2 and two and don't have much time to prepare for Thursday night's game in San Francisco. Here's tight end Robert, who I used to call Tanyan, but apparently now it's Tanyan. Yeah, Bobby Tanyan. Uh, here's here's yeah, Tanyan. Just get our bodies and minds right, you know, physically and emotionally and get ready for that Thursday game. It's a quick turnaround and it's a long trip, but that's the NFL. That's how it is, and, you know, we'll be ready. There you go, Thursday night football. You feeling good about that then overall? Yeah, I uh, I am. I think they're going to win on Thursday night. And I did like what you saw yesterday from Tunyon and Jay Sternberger. That fourth down throw, the first fourth down throw to Sternberger, uh, Rodgers does make a good throw when Sternberger sat down in in his route to find the open spot. But he had to go up and catch it. And one of the issues with Jace has been drops. That was a significant catch. So... Listen, there were a lot of good things for the Packers yesterday. There just weren't many good things on defense. And they didn't they didn't have any special teams. Nobody was going to kick a field goal yesterday. So a lot of fourth down tries. And honestly, this is not the reason they lost the game. So I don't want somebody to misconstrue this. But picking up the pass interference on, on the throw to Tunyon, that's ridiculous. Oh, that was bad. I mean, that was that was a terrible... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We'll pick up the penalty flag. I just, I don't understand it. I, I really don't. It was a it was a rotten pickup of the flag, and it did contribute to the loss. Not the reason Green Bay lost the game, but holy cow. That's a, te- that's a terrible decision. Bears lost. See that? That was good, yeah. Bears lost to the Saints in overtime. Uh, the Lions lost. They're three and four. Uh, let's see your NFC North recap. Are you holding out uh, Vikings playoff hope? No, not at all. Okay, just wondered. Uh, tonight, Tampa takes on the Giants at 6.30 right here on Fox Sports 1070. Oh, I, can't wait to, that, I can't wait to not watch that. Mike Keller can't. What do you mean? Tom Brady? You don't want to just check in with Tom? No, they're, they're playing a bad in? team. So? Well. Still Tom Brady. 
Tom Brady is not must-see TV for me. He isn't, and he really never has been. Mahomes is must-see TV. I think Rodgers and Favre were must-see TV. I thought Steve Young was must-see TV. But I, I've never considered Brady must-see TV. Hmm. He's like the guy that goes out and shoots 69. 69 on a golf course is really impressive. Walk around with that player that shoots 69, a lot of times it's just good golf, not, oh, my God, did you see that? That's that's Brady for me. He doesn't have the highlight plays. He's really good. I don't misconstrue that either. So like but Brady, Brady is, is not just like CTV. down the middle on the green. Yes, and then he throws the ball to the right spot. He makes the right club selection. Patrick. He'll 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 hit uh, long iron off the tee instead of driver when he's supposed to. He'll lay up when he's supposed to. He's not a go for the green and two guy. Brady isn't. Patrick Mahomes will bomb it, and then he'll have like kind of a tough shot. He'll like no look it toward the right. hole or something like that. Lamar Jackson will just go crazy. Yeah, and, and Phil Mickelson is going to make the spectacular shot. Bubba Watson's going to make the spectacular shot. Well, that's not what Tom Brady does. Tom Brady is hit it in the fairway, hit it on the green, make some putts, go to the next hole. We're going to find out Which tomorrow. Which is must-see TV for me. No, we're going to find out tomorrow whether Wisconsin will play Purdue. That's what Barry Alvarez told ESPN on Saturday. Badgers are supposed to play this weekend. Of course, that game was canceled. 22 cases of COVID now, Mike. That was the update on Saturday. What do you think happens tomorrow? What do you think happens tomorrow? What's your gut telling? What's your? You've been in this business a long time. You know, you're new to COVID. What do you think happens? I think How they play. I think I am here. I think they play. Um, I don't think they play. Oh no. But I mean, I don't have any. Well, let me clarify here. I don't have any insight. I'm just saying from where the numbers went from Thursday to Saturday to where the numbers are today or tomorrow, um, man, I hope they're going to play. But if, if I had to, if I were guessing right now, I would say I don't think they're going to get to play. They don't play, then it's basically out of their control the rest of the way. One more canceliza- cancellation or cancelization, as I was about to say. Yeah. One more cancelization, Mike. Cancellation, and it's, and it's, it's no Big Ten championship game. If that's the case, and they have they can't play Purdue. Uh, all right, I got two and finallys real quick. And finally, Aaron Rodgers' uh, rookie card, the highest priced Aaron Rodgers card ever sold, was recently sold. It was an autographed rookie card. It's a patch card too, Mike. It had the NFL logo on it and a patch off a jersey. How much do you think that went for? Highest priced Aaron Rodgers item ever sold. <sighs> Remember, this is Aaron Rodgers. It's not LeBron. This isn't MJ. This isn't Trout. Aaron Rodgers. Give me the details again. It's a rookie card auto uh, with a patch on it. I'm going to say... Graded 9.5 by Beckett. I'm going to say $12,740. Actual price, $234,930. Highest price, Aaron Rodgers card. There it is. Seriously? Yeah. Cards are weird, man. I don't know why anybody's spending $200,000 in cards. $234,000. Almost a quarter of a million dollars? Yes. That's silly. (laughs) I know. Uh, And then my other end, finally, Play-Doh is launching a line meant for adults. I guess. Yeah, the line features six different types of Play-Doh that smell uh, like things such as overpriced lattes, grill day, Things like that. 
Meant to, uh, to remind adults of the joys they find in everyday life, such as the smell of freshly cut grass. Hmm. Would you buy some Play-Doh? I love no. playing with Play-Doh, by the way. When my daughter's like, you want to play with Play-Doh? I'm like, yes, of course. Yeah. You crazy? I, I, I liked Play-Doh. It's been a long time. I, I don't really. Yeah. No. The answer is no. Hey, but you know what? When we come back, can I shift gears just for a minute? And, and um, I did something um, on Saturday that I have never done before in my life. Now, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do it up until maybe a year ago. I don't even know the timeline on that. Okay. I ate something on Saturday that I've never in oh. my life eaten before. Mm. And I'm going to review it. And 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 I bet. Well, I know you have. Um, I want to share that. And also, we did something here at the house yesterday that sometimes you say, "Okay, um, yeah, if you want to, honey, yes, we can do that." Really? Uh, so those two things, those two non-sports items, are up next. <laughs> you have any idea what I'm talking about on either one? Yeah, I didn't think so. No clue. Uh, all right, we'll we'll continue uh, with non-sports items uh, that I just teased coming up next. This is the Mike Heller Show presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeart Radio app. Okay, um, a couple of uh, quick non-sports items. Uh, something that I tried this weekend, in fact, on Saturday that I've never tried before. I want to compare it to your experience, Johnny. You ready for this? Okay, let's hear it. This is food-driven. Yep. So um, we're we're running around. I had some friends in from out of town, and we did uh, we we stopped at a spot. I won't share unless you want me to um, where it is. And I had an Impossible Burger. That is not like me. I've never had one before. I've never ordered a turkey burger, a tofu burger, a black bean burger, or any other kind of burger than a regular burger or even I've had a bison burger, but I've not I have uh I'd hate to um, to well, I wouldn't hate it, but my whole life I've had a lot of burgers. And I've never had an impossible burger until Saturday. I had an Impossible Burger. And? I did not love it. Oh. Interesting. I did not love it. I, I thought it was it tasted saltier. It had a different flavor makeup to it. Um, it. I wouldn't say that I would not order another one. I would try it again. But um, the urge just came over me, John, to... To have an Impossible Burger. How many have you had? A uh, couple. Uh, just a couple. I haven't what had if, the one at Burger King. Okay, well, I, I didn't. It wasn't fast food. It was a. Uh, it was a uh, sports bar. Um, what uh, What has been your impression? What have you noticed when you've had it? So the first time I had one, it was uh, at a place connected to the the health club I went to. Right. I'm like, you know what? I'll okay. try this. Got some protein, yep. some nice bun there and the carbs. Sure. I'm going to try this out. I did it. And I was talking to somebody there about it after the fact. I'm like, well, have you tried their burgers here? They're not bad. Not bad. And like, they don't have burgers. I'm like, what are you talking about? I had a burger last week. What do you t-? That's an impossible burger. That's not a real burger. I was oh, fooled. I had no clue. Know. No clue. I was like, that wasn't a burger? Oh. So when you were eating it, you didn't notice. Had no idea. Either. Had okay. no idea. All I was right. like, this okay. is a decent burger. It's fine. All right. 
Yeah. Because I thought and, it was, you know, like healthy and like, I don't know, everything or semi-healthy or trying to be but healthy. But have you sat down and had one like at a restaurant and no. said, okay. No, no, I haven't seen a lot of restaurants that serve those. Nope. Yeah, I, I did it. And uh, and I didn't, I, I'll be honest, I and I tried to, I shoot, I, or, I ordered it. So it wasn't as though Kari said, hey, I'd really like for you to try this. And then I'm going to, you know, go, okay, all right, I'll do that. It wasn't one of those. I ordered it. So I was open-minded, and I didn't love it, which was disappointing. I kind of was hoping as I was taking those first couple bites, and I go, well, if I really like this, I can do more of this. I, you know, so, I actually I, I actually have heard that those aren't as healthy as you may think they are. Yeah, okay. Because they, so, they never coined them as, like, healthy. And And let me add this to it, John. If I'm having, as I did... The Impossible Burger, which I was preceded by cheese curds, and I had my Impossible Burger with a plate of fries. I don't know how much good it was doing me anyway. Right. I don't think right. I don't think it's meant to be necessarily a health deal, right? I think it's just Isn't meant to be well, like no meat, it. no meat. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I get it. Yeah. Um, then, then the other thing, before I get back to Packers conversation, the other thing is yesterday I was talked into something at home that I have never been talked into quite that way before that's kind of open-ended uh-huh. isn't it okay um what, what was the date yesterday november 1st yep we put up our christmas tree oh that's fine john that's gonna be up for two plus months it's okay it's, it's gonna be up for 65 days ish it's a little I mean, we won't early. take it down till a few days after new year's it's a little early but i'm okay with that oh I have not even listen. I I'm not uh, I'm not bothered by it. It's just I've never done that. Never. We've never come close. It's always been right after Thanksgiving at the earliest would have been you know like two days after Thanksgiving that weekend. And obviously it's artificial. But why, come, so why'd you do it? Why'd you go so early? Um, well, we're in a new house, and Kari has been really excited about. Um, in our new house about decorating, uh, you know, holiday decorating. So we picked it up um, a weekend ago, and she said then, she goes, we're going to put it up pretty soon, you know. And I said, I, I was, I thought she was sort of kidding because I wouldn't think that we were going to put that up until Thanksgiving weekend. But when she said, hey, yesterday, when she said, hey, let's put the tree up, I thought she was kidding. And then – I could tell. I mean, I know her. I'm married to her. I could tell she wasn't kidding. It's a little said, early. I'm not going to lie. Really? But it's gonna... it's perfect weather for Christmas this week. So that's that's going to feel really. I mean, yeah. This is also the week, by the way, for those who are. Um, I'm going to state the obvious for those who are outdoor decorators. You know, like putting lights up on the house, kind of a concept. Might want to do it this week. This would be the week, <laughs> right? Mid sixties. Even, if, all even week. if you don't light them. Even if even if you just set them up and plug it in to see what it looks like, and then leave them unplugged for thirty days or twenty five days, but this is the week to do it. Here's you're going to regret it by not doing it at some point yeah, this week. It's supposed to be beautiful. I should probably golf this weekend too. Um, yeah, definitely I'm, fire pit on Saturday. Yeah. That's happening. I'm, I don't care if I'm just sitting out there by myself and the family's not around. I'm just going to drink my whiskey and sit around a fire and look at stuff. I'm in on the golf thing. However, I really want to. Have a football game on Saturday. I really want Wisconsin to play Purdue on Saturday. Yeah, that'd really, be, that'd be really that'd be good. That'd be a good little Saturday. Um, but I was gonna say about real quick about the 
it's way it is a little early. I'm, I'm going to be honest for the Christmas tree, but I've always said this about people who are like complain about holiday music or complain about like the Christmas ads or whatever. Like, if if you're into Christmas. Then go celebrate Christmas, man. Yeah, you want to get a little yeah. jump start? That's fine. Who cares? Yeah, it's up. Yeah, it, it's up. And the we're watching holiday movies. That part I'm gonna. I don't mind the holiday movies, but that we started them already with the tree is a bit early. Yeah, it's a bit early. It's, it is. It definitely is a bit early. Um, but I still think I'll allow it. At least it didn't go before Halloween. <laughs> oh shoot! I should have. I should have reached out anyway to see if you were gonna allow it. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Next time, please do that. Please check yeah, with me in advance. I will, and then I'll either allow it or not allow it. But you would have allowed it, yes, because it's after uh, Halloween. It's fine. Okay, it's right. definitely okay. Okay, a little too early for. I know some people are probably yelling right now. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's way too early. But here's the thing: because if you love, I like Christmas a lot, and I know I don't touch the level of excitement that some other people do. Yeah, and it is. I mean, you. If you wait till after Thanksgiving, like you, you don't even get a month of a tree, you know what I mean? You get like, yeah. and if you're like us, like you get it in December, like mid-December, you only get like two weeks of the tree. Because yeah, and and that's that's the thing. I mean, this this uh, tr- particular tree that we have um, requires no water, so that there is an advantage. One of those there. waterless trees. Yeah, that's cool. Waterless. Yep, I know, right? So we got that going on. Uh, anyway, back to the Packers conversation. I want to go back to the Twitter poll question. I have an agenda on it. I want to share that with you when we come back. Also uh, looking ahead to, well, back at what went wrong yesterday and what that means to me. Because I think some people are going to take it to an extreme, and certainly we've heard that today on the program and on Twitter, that some people have taken it to an extreme, talking about the Green Bay Packers and yesterday's loss to Minnesota. And how yesterday's game may have saved a life. You know what I'm talking about, John? Mm-mm. Yeah, you do. Figure it out. We'll do all of that when we come back. We still have one more segment yet to come. Just after 4.30, we welcome you aboard. And all of that Packers slash Vikings slash 49ers talk coming up next as we continue on the Mike Heller Show. It's presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeartRadio app. And all Elton John Monday on the Mike Heller Show. By the way, the Benny and the Jets song, which was the number one thumbed up song on the iHeartRadio app on listening to Elton John. Yeah. Those lyrics, John, that uh, precede the Benny and the Jets. So she's got electric boots. Boots. What's the next? Boots. She's got B-O-O- electric boots. Yeah, what's the. Something what's suit? The, what's the next line? Um, she's got an electric boot. A mohair suit? A mohair suit. Is that what it is? Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I said mole. Yeah, but it's mohair. What is mohair? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fabric. A mohair suit. <laughs> a mohair suit. Yeah. Mohair is a fabric. Let me. Now I gotta look at mohair. It is. It's a. It's a fabric. A fabric or yarn made from the hair of the what? The mose. Nope. <laughs> the angora goat. Uh. Well, that. Why don't they call it a a goat hair suit? Man, I kind of want to get a mohair suit now. <laughs> Come on. Ooh, no, I don't. Uh, no, you don't. All right. Gucci is um, too expensive. Hey, Mike, okay. yeah, uh, real John. quick. Uh, you were asking at the very start of the uh, show since the Vikings beat the Packers about any given Sunday. You're like, I don't even know where that came from, right? Well, I Googled right. it, and, and I, I think I have an origin of any given Sunday. On any given Sunday. Th- that's the reason the Vikings beat the Packers yesterday in the big picture, because it's the NFL. And in the NFL, on any given Sunday. So Burt Bell, Bert who Bell. began running the Philadelphia Eagles in 1933, became the commissioner of the NFL in 1946. Apparently, according to this internet article I clicked on, is credited with coming up with the phrase on any given Sunday, any team can beat any other team. Wow. So there you go. Burt Bell, is. commissioner Bert Bell. in 1946. Yeah. And, and that really was what yesterday was. So here's the reaction, though. When it's your team that loses an any given Sunday type game, five and one Packers, one and five Vikings. Game was in Green Bay, although home field really doesn't matter. Um, but here's the reaction: is that oh, the Packers are pretenders. They're not contenders. You know, I mean, our boy Rhino did that yesterday, but he was strong with it. That's not that's not reality. That's the L speaking. That's the emotion of the moment. That's the victim of the moment speaking. If you're, if you had to say today, John, just simply, uh, I can make this a poll question for tomorrow. But if the question was simply this, you can't have an either. You, you can't have a middle ground. In the NFC, are the Packers contenders or pretenders? Oh, they're contenders for sure. Even though a uh, shout out to my new fan Bernie, who really loves the fact that there's a Vikings guy in the show. For sure they're contenders, Bernie, because yeah. I can look back and, and I think I can look at this team, the Green Bay Packers, and not have green and gold lenses and not react or overreact in the moment moment like I think what you're saying, Mike, that Rhino did. Like I understand how you can lose to the Vikings and give up a ton on the ground and say, this team can't do anything. Well, let's just take a deep breath. There's still some circled games. I, I'm, I've erased the circle for this Thursday. Don't but erase it. Well, okay. There's still some Different games reasons. on this. Yes, a bounce back type of circle game, if that's what you... But now we're going to have to start labeling all our circles. You could basically circle every game, but just have a notation well, just, as to what kind of John, circle this is. make it an oval. Okay. This is an oval game. It's not a circle yes, game anymore. Correct. But the point yes. is this. Yes. So if, if the Packers face the Buccaneers and tomorrow were the playoffs, I'd say, eh, I think Tom Brady's going to win that game. If they were to face Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, I'd say... I think the Seahawks are going to win, but I don't know, man. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of points, right? If they face the, the over, if they face the Saints, I would say this is going to be tough. But I think the Packers would probably win that game. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. there are teams out there. Uh, if they face the Rams, mm, I don't know who I'd take there. I think I might lean toward the Rams, but I think all these games would be close, and it's not as if they wouldn't have a chance. 
Aside from right. the Buccaneers, and, and, I think they get crushed. And in all of, in all of those scenarios, the Packers are contenders. Pretend. I'll, let me give you a pretender. Right now, Philadelphia is a pretender. They're probably going to win that division, but they're a pretender. Okay, I mean, uh, we might agree on that, or or not. But that's how you kind of view these things in the in the AFC rather. I think people look at Buffalo right now as a pretender. They're not there yet. They're, they're not real contenders. Buffalo isn't, and that's just kind of how you're going to view that. the The Las Vegas Raiders they're pretty decent record wise, but they're not really contenders yet. They might be. So there there's all that going on. Um, I want to get to the Twitter poll question because I have an agenda to go with that but first there's this i don't know if you saw this yet or not mike but uh, jamal williams of the packers added to the non-injury related designation uh kamal martin had that designation added as well back to you so aaron jones is banged up jamal williams not injured not injury related designation but added to the list. And of yeah. course, we know A.J. Dillon, running back. Right. Okay, COVID. so then with that, is it out of an abundance of caution? Is it following NFL protocol? Is it um, exposure to A.J. Dillon? So with that, we're going to put him on the non-injury list for now? Could be, yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of reading between the lines that comes with uh, with a couple of these and we're going to see where this kind of goes, right? Because San Francisco is in a world of hurt for that Thursday night game, but the NFL is going to have to make a decision. So, And here's one of the things that they have the luxury with which to do, John, and that is because it's a Thursday night game, they don't want to anger their television advertising partners, but they certainly have the option to move the game back, don't they? They could. Yeah, they've been shuffling schedules all season long. We haven't had a Thursday night game shuffled, but they have a lot of wiggle room there. They could move that game all the way back to Monday or Tuesday, which we've seen. That is entirely possible. So don't leave that out of the realm of possibility in this case from a COVID testing standpoint. By by the way, by the way, 49ers, I saw this tweet too, 22 players currently out. 22? That's a lot. Uh, Twitter poll question today. Uh, approaching the halfway point of the season, the Packers are 5-2. and two. What's the greatest concern? I asked that question with an agenda. The winning vote-getter at about 570 votes. Lack of defensive playmakers is 64% of the vote. Defensive coordinator is 31% of the vote. John, 31 and 64 equals? 31 plus 64 is 95. Yeah, at least 5% of the vote for lack of receiving weapons. So now you can you can do a couple of things with this. You can say, okay, so why then aren't they good on defense? And I think if we're going to talk about – I would vote on playmakers, right? That, I mean, that's, that's where I would sit on this front. This is what the Packers have done in recent drafts, okay? So in recent drafts, Green Bay has – I mean, essentially – what they've done is failed. I don't know that there's any way around that. In recent uh, defensive drafts, the Packers have just simply not gotten it done, and it begins with the 2017 draft, right? That's the that's the draft where Green Bay 
where it kind of begins to go in the wrong direction. And Green Bay has a late first-round selection in the 2017 draft, and they trade the 29th pick to Cleveland for their number 33, first pick of the second round, and a fourth-round selection. And instead of taking T.J. Watt, the Packers take Kevin King and Vince Beagle with those two picks. They got two for one, and it has not worked out. Simply has not worked out. The rest of that draft, the Packers take, as they I mentioned, Kevin King, 33rd pick of the draft, Josh Jones in the second round. He was let go of the Packers, signed of the uh, Cowboys practice squad, and then now he's with Jacksonville. Maybe he's out of the league. In other words, he's not a contributor. Montrevious Adams was in the third round, still with the Packers, hadn't done anything. 2018 draft, first round, Jair Alexander, 18th overall pick, really good. Second round pitch pick Josh Jackson from Iowa and I think there were really high hopes about Josh Jackson he has not lived up to that Oren Burks third round 2018 a lot of potential has not shown it either by health or whatever reason on the field last year 12th overall selection 2019 draft Rashawn Gary edge Michigan it's not done on him yet but he has not been a difference maker in Green Bay. Darnell Savage, defensive back from Maryland in also the first round last year. He's been good. Not great. He's been good. And then this year, they only draft one defensive player, Kamal Martin, and they like him. And he was a contributor yesterday. But that is four drafts. And out of those four drafts, from a difference maker standpoint, a guy that makes a difference, that's what a difference maker is, John. Mm -hmm. Jair Alexander, is probably the only one that you say, hey, he's a difference maker. If Kevin King could stay on the field and stay healthy, maybe. But T.J. Watt might be the best defensive player in the NFL. And the Packers traded out of the spot to go get King and later got Beagle. Explain this to me then, because uh, Jair Alexander, yes. Savage, you said kind of. What about... And I know those are draft picks you're looking at, but remember, Goody's here. It's not Ted Thompson's team anymore. Right. So, yeah, what about gone, the Smiths? Yep. And and they both have been good. Zedarius was great last year. This year, I would say he's good. Preston was really good last year. This year, he's been missing. Well, he did line up to play cornerback, right? He did. He, he, he was lined up in coverage yesterday. Which, by the way, and you said... Uh, that was because, what, 10 guys on the field or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they only had 10 guys on the field. I don't know if he ran out to that spot late, but they only had 10 defensive It's like, I'll do it. No one else will. Uh, Jay yeah. from Ferona says, poll question, answer is 100% defensive coordinator. Having a linebacker lined up on a wide receiver, what the blank man? The Packers have a lot of talent on defense. They should not be this bad. I, I cannot what say that, that their inability to stop the rushing attack yesterday is is all scheme-driven. I can't say that the Packers are 19th in the NFL because of who their defensive coordinator is. Is it contributing? Yes. But if you put one in front of me and said playmakers or coordinator, I'm going to say playmakers. But it's a lot easier for many people to point the finger at one person than it is 11. And, and I, I listen, I, I, think the, I think Green Bay is a contender if we bring it full circle. I think the Packers are a contender. A lot of people after yesterday, certainly in a knee-jerk, victim-of-the-moment concept, you're going to say they're pretenders. I am not of the mindset that the Packers are a pretender based on yesterday. 
I still think they're contenders. Do I think they are Tampa level right now in the NFC? No. Do I think they're at Seattle's level in the NFC? Maybe. Because I think Seattle's a one-dimensional team right now. They play offense. They gave up a lot of points yesterday to San Francisco. Do you know who they gave it up to, John? Who? Well, they gave it up to Nick. Uh, they gave it up to Nick Mullen. Oh yeah, Nick, Nick Mullen. Yeah, Nick Mullins Nick with, a, with an S. Mullins. Yeah, Mullins. And San Francisco's running backs yesterday. Um, they they didn't get much in the rushing game. Their receivers: Brandon Ayuk, Kendrick Bourne, Jarek McKinnon, Kittle, who won't play anymore. Trent Taylor. I mean, listen, the Niners are banged up, and they still scored 27, including 20 in the fourth quarter against Seattle. Seattle's defense is still not good. They scored 37, though, and, and Green Bay did not do that yesterday. They needed to score some points, and uh, and they didn't do it. But I'm just saying, as a contender in the NFC, yes, Green Bay is on that short list of contenders with Tampa, but below them, with Seattle, and I think sort of equal, with the L.A. Rams, sort of equal. And then I don't know who else you're going to look at in the NFCs. New Orleans, I suppose, absolutely. But I think the Packers have already shown that they beat New Orleans. So, yes, they are contenders in the NFC. End of story, Rhino. Stop fighting me on this. Do you think he's listening? What would prove – what would change your mind? Well, I mean, if they continue to play defensively like they did yesterday, that would change your mind. But I, all I can do, John, is base on what I've seen. And what I've seen of Green Bay, I, I made this point really clear. They're really good, maybe great on offense. They're not very good, below average, almost bad on defense. And they're average on special teams. If I add those all together... I'm going to say they're good, but closer to average than they are to great. But I think they're good. Are you? Is, I haven't heard anybody argue with me when I've said I think they're good, but closer, if you want to separate split hairs, on the good line, they're closer to being average than they are to being great. And I think that's an okay deal when you're seven games into a season. Nothing gets determined right now unless you string four bad weeks together. If you string a bunch of bad weeks together, then the opinion changes. But all I can do is base on what we've seen. And from what I've seen, Green Bay is good, not great. And I'm, and I'm okay with that. They're 5-2. and two. That is their record. So, we got that. And you got a game on Thursday night, if indeed it gets played Thursday night in Santa Clara against the 49ers. So, there was no real work today. They did virtual work today. They will do two walkthroughs tomorrow, and they fly on Wednesday to play Thursday night. This is one of those short dealios where you got got to get ready and play a good banged up team. It's a good team, the 49ers, but they got nothing. I mean, they're they, everybody that is a big time contributor is hurt. Nick Mullins and the 49ers coming up Thursday night. Um, tomorrow on the show, Mark Daniels will join us. Jeff Patrikas, tomorrow's decision day in the country, the NFL trade deadline, and as to whether the Badgers play Purdue on Saturday. So a lot going on uh, tomorrow. We hope that you join us on the program. It's an election day. Get out and vote. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, 
Fox Sports 1070 coming up abbreviated or no? Because we've got the NFL game tonight. Uh, no, we'll have Fox Sports 1070 tonight. The best from Clay Travis, Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd in this show right here. And then Monday Night Football, Tampa and the New York Giants. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock on the Mike Heller Show. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.